When disgruntled fans of Xbox and Starfield were calling for more marketing, I said there was nothing to be concerned about and that the marketing would likely start to heat up in the middle of August. Well, it seems the marketing for Starfield is underway, but maybe not in the way that everybody expected. A Samsung TV ad is boasting about the game and the fact that you will be able to play it right through the television and it ends with a statement, no console required. Obviously, folks who like to dog on Xbox picked up on this in a negative way, but I see this from a very different angle. This is something that I have said has been coming from Xbox and it points to a deeper strategy shift. Evidence first, I think, at Gamescom 2022 when they showcase the Samsung TV with Game Pass and the ability to play right through the television. I remember seeing that and thinking, this is sort of the beginning of a shift in strategy from Xbox. And I want to talk about that in this video. I put all of the good information right here at the beginning. It is a longer video because it's a live stream. So if you don't want to miss the live discussions, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my shows. So the latest Starfield marketing centers around a concept that some find exciting while others find troubling. The latest commercial from Samsung showcases their game hub and it serves as a Starfield commercial. In this commercial, one frame of it at the end, some are criticizing while other folks are seeing it as the continuation of Xbox's evolution. So first, I want to talk about the marketing push from Starfield. And yes, I'm going to restate my opinion about the lack of a playable demo at Gamescom. So many people did not watch my video. They are simply responding to the thumbnail, assuming they knew what I was going to think. I was very fair in that video, and I'll restate what I think about the lack of a playable Starfield demo at Gamescom in this video because people think that thumbnails are videos, I guess. Second, I want to talk about Starfield as a console mover. Comments from Todd Howard land a bit different after the latest ad for the game. And lastly, I do want to talk about Xbox as an ecosystem. As a Series X owner who loved all of the Project Scarlet marketing, I'm really continuing to look at this platform and seeing it change before my very eyes. And this extends beyond my irritation with the Xbox Series S. So first, let's talk about the marketing of Starfield. So in case you missed it, Just last week, there were disgruntled Xbox fans criticizing the lack of Starfield marketing. I do think the latest marketing with Samsung adds a bit of insult to injury for those who were hoping for a Starfield console or even a Starfield bundle. The Starfield controller, headphones, and watch are actually extremely cool looking. I pre-ordered the collector's edition because I thought the case and the watch were excellent. I didn't order the headphones or the controller. I, I have plenty of those, but the absence of a bundle does seem a bit strange. Okay, why is there not a Starfield bundle? Like, buy an Xbox bundled with Starfield, bundled with a controller. Why is there not a Starfield Xbox? Like, they, they like to make controllers, and they showed off the one Xbox at the latest event that wasn't even for sale. And now that the marketing is starting, and it's centering around not even needing a console... Xbox console fans may feel their concerns rising. The narrative about Xbox continues to be one of evolution. We found out just recently that they consider the Series S the main console. They view the Series X 
as the mid-gen refresh. And the one more thing at the Xbox showcase was a Series S with a larger hard drive. All of this happened in the wake of Phil Spencer saying that Xbox cannot out-console Sony, even with an 11 out of 10 Starfield. So when I see the Samsung ad... I actually don't find it shocking at all. This is the continuation of their approach that Phil talked about. In the midst of this debate about Starfield and marketing, the lack of a demo at Gamescom has become a point of discussion. So to clearly restate my position on this, while I think from a certain point of view this might be concerning, overall, I don't see a Starfield demo being a good idea. It is not a game that would demo well. It would be the only game people would line up to play. It would overshadow... The other 30 games at the Xbox booth, and I also think the dev time that we'd be spent polishing a demo is better spent on the game itself, because you would only let people probably play for like 20 minutes. What are you going to do in Starfield for 20 minutes? I prefer the devs to be working on the game and get it ready. So those who continue to respond to a thumbnail and not watch the video, you're just looking kind of silly. I will say, and I will continue to say, if Starfield gets the Redfall treatment, I will have a lot more red flags suddenly go up. I'm hoping that a ton of outlets get early access, that they can write ample reviews, and that the embargo drops well before the release of the game. If you're confident in your game, I would like to see reviews drop 48 hours or earlier. Anybody saying that this expectation is unreasonable is out of touch. As an example, the God of War Ragnarok review embargo dropped six days before the game came out. That shows confidence in your product, and I expect that from a flagship like Starfield. Now, given the current marketing for Starfield is really driving home the idea that you don't need a console, what about Starfield as a console mover? Because if Starfield is not a console mover, then what is? In November of 2022, Todd Howard sat down with Lex Friedman. This was the famous interview where Todd basically told us that Starfield was going to be 30 FPS. The one that made me create a live show. I did a live show in April of this year, 2023, and I argued that there was only one game Todd Howard could have been talking about in the wake of the discussion about 30 FPS. I felt like we already had our answer. But in this interview... Todd remarks about the pressure on this game, and he speaks to the pressure of moving consoles. He says the following, We've had a lot of success with the games that you talked about, but we've never been kind of the platform seller. You know, the game for a platform for a period of time. And so there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of responsibility there to make sure we deliver for everybody. So it seems, in Todd's mind, at least at the time, that Starfield was meant to be a platform seller, that there was pressure from Xbox. He's wanting to make sure that they deliver for everybody. He's sort of speaking even just beyond gamers at this point. He's saying, listen, we're we're trying to make sure everybody's happy and we know there is an immense amount of pressure on the game, especially after Redfall's failure and the lack of first-party games for Xbox. But the lack of Starfield on console, or the lack of a Starfield console, I should say, the lack of a Starfield bundle, and the marketing that stresses no console required, it seems like Microsoft has different ideas about the game now. This harkens back to something I said about acquisition 
acquisitions and studios under Microsoft's ownership. You are no longer your own developer. You are a Game Pass developer. And that has never seemed more true than with this Starfield commercial. You could see, essentially, that Microsoft is saying, we're going to use your game not to push consoles. We're not pushing next-gen power. They're not trying to sell Series X's. They're not trying to sell bundles. They're not using this game to push their hardware. Instead, they might say, we're going to use your game to push Game Pass and cloud gaming. Those of us who own Series X's are now seeing the plane landing. The reason all the talk of power has evaporated is because it's not the focus. It kind of can't be the focus with the Series S saturation. When I predicted that the Xbox showcase would not focus on power, it would not focus on next-gen performance, I was called a hater. And then the big one more thing for the showcase was a Series S with a larger hard drive. I don't think I've ever been proven right more candidly. With the focus on Game Pass and the Series S, you simply can't focus on power. On power. This is likely why the 30 FPS information was tucked away in an interview and not part of the Starfield Direct. Because if 30 FPS is no big deal, if it's totally fine and normal, then why would you not include it in the Starfield Direct? And I'll be honest, while seeing this is not surprising, as a Series X owner, it makes me feel a certain kind of way. Not only are we hearing secondhand that from other sources, that the Series S is seen as the main console, but we're also seeing marketing that makes it seem like, why did I buy this console if it's not even required? I remember in the wake of the Starfield 30 FPS debate, so many people were saying, hey, if you want really great performance, buy a PC. That's an incredibly strange response after all of the Project Scarlet and Series X marketing. We go from hearing about native 4K and gaming up to 120 FPS to a flagship title being at 30 FPS claiming that, hey, no console is required. With every week that passes, my Series X feels like more and more of a pointless purchase. Will Fable... Hellblade and Avowed show off the Series X power? We just learned that even Avowed started out as a co-op game and it switched to a single-player game. Hopefully that was a truly creative decision and not something that is again being caused by the weaker Series S. The other question is, will Game Pass and ecosystem movers be the focus? Is that all you're going to really see for Fable Hellblade and Avowed. Are they there to show off next-gen power? Are they there to move consoles? Or are they there to grow an ecosystem? If Starfield isn't being used to show off power or to move consoles, then what will? Seeing tweets from GameStop about you can trade in your Series X and get a PS5, that doesn't make me feel any better. That information's trending on Reddit and Twitter. Why? Well, because I'm probably not the only Series X owner that's coming to similar conclusions. I I don't really need this thing. You're likely going to see lots of people trading the Series X in because it's no longer the focus and it's not even getting games that really show off how strong it is. At this point, I cannot help but see Xbox as no longer a console platform. It's undeniably becoming an ecosystem instead. So, let's talk about this. First and foremost, Xbox becoming more of an ecosystem is not automatically a bad thing. I'm not saying that this is a terrible decision. It certainly has benefits for Microsoft. It allows them to get into more places. Mobile phones, tablets, and TVs. Having Game Pass in those places is great. 
I continue to think that internet infrastructure in the United States is not where it needs to be for cloud gaming to truly take off. Imagine trying to play Starfield on your Samsung TV, but your internet provider is not the best. Maybe your neighborhood's older or oversold or oversaturated. A laggy and latency-filled experience would be a huge turnoff. So while this can be a big benefit to Xbox and consumers, it's also a big risk. You're risking having your service and your games viewed through the quality lens of internet service that you have no control over. The average consumer is not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. That's also a huge benefit for certain types of games. Much of Game Pass, I think, has offerings and indie titles that are not graphically demanding. They'll be they're perfect for sort of that more casual style of gaming through a television or a mobile device or a tablet. But this again feels like a shift to a very different type of consumer. You're the home of Halo, a console that promised 4K gaming. And becoming an ecosystem of cloud gaming through a TV isn't what many of us thought we were buying into this generation. And comparing it to the PS5, the difference has become quite noticeable. My PS5 offers 60 60 FPS performance modes for all of the first-party flagship titles that have launched. It has a PSVR 2, and the information about the PS5 Pro sounds both promising and reliable. These are very different story arcs for companies that seem to be going head-to-head with the PS5 and the Series X. Many of those early comparisons from podcasters and YouTubers look quite comical now. This humor starts to fade when you analyze just how fast this happens. We're three years into this generation, and the shift seems to happen almost overnight. We go from Todd Howard saying he feels pressure to move consoles to Starfield being used to promote no console required. And I don't think I'm reading too much into this. This sends a very loud and clear message. Do you want to play the biggest and the best games that Xbox has to offer? Well, no console required. And all of this really starts to line up for me when I consider Phil Spencer's comments in the infamous Kind of Funny podcast interview. He said two things that are really coming to mind now. First, he said we can't out-console Sony, and said that even an 11 out of 10 Starfield wouldn't do that. He painted a very clear picture that Xbox had to take a different path. Well, using Starfield to promote the fact that you don't need a console certainly feels like a different path. This doesn't just send a loud and clear message to consumers, it sends a loud and clear message to all first-party Xbox studios. You don't have to make sure your next-gen game, you don't just have to make sure that your next-gen game runs on the Series S, and you aren't just making games for Game Pass, you're making games for cloud gaming. That's a tall order. The average developer wants their game to be experienced in the best way possible. And now we see that first-party Xbox games will be experienced on the Series S. They'll also be experienced through the cloud on a TV. Now again, some may say this is positive. More consumers and more consumers is automatically better, right? Well, not if that experience reflects poorly on Xbox and their studios. Concerns about losing talent has never been higher for me as we continue to see people exit the studios under Microsoft's ownership. And yes, cloud gaming is on both platforms. I readily acknowledge that. PlayStation has cloud gaming, and so does Xbox. But there's a difference between offering it as a feature and using a game to promote it as the access point for the game itself. Streaming a game on my PlayStation or my Xbox Series X is a great way to sample it, but then I can install it if I like it. Folks playing on a TV 
That's it. That's all you got. The other thing that Phil Spencer said that I think really looks different now, during the same kind of funny interview, he said that, quote, Activision Blizzard King is not our strategy, but it is an accelerant for our strategy. If you look at how Starfield is being used as an acquired piece of property, it's very clear what Activision Blizzard property is good for, to accelerate the ecosystem strategy of Xbox. And to me, this should be the shock to the system for those celebrating the Activision Blizzard deal. It's safe to assume virtually everybody who's been cheering for this deal has a console and has probably been a console owner for some time within the Xbox market. Recently, someone tried to call me out for my PlayStation gamer tag not having enough trophies, and not only does this prove that I don't chase trophies, and I never really have, but if you compare that to my 74,000 gamer score on Xbox, it shows what I have always said. I have a longer history with Xbox, and like those cheering for the deal, I've been in the Xbox consumer base for a while, and seeing Xbox's strategy so clearly, setting its sights beyond the console, and even deprioritize the strong console is not something that I find encouraging. And if Activision Blizzard is an accelerant to that strategy, it will help them push it further and faster. Again, to restate, this is great from a certain point of view. This could be great for many consumers, but from where I sit, I know where my value is, what I value, what I want, and I don't see that being prioritized or pushed for. I see the Xbox ecosystem. Both Nintendo and PlayStation's strategy and approach is one that I feel more in line with. It doesn't make their approach better. It doesn't make their approach right. It's just been very illuminating to see Xbox shift and evolve right before my eyes. So, at the end of the day, at the end of it all, many have seen Starfield as a make-or-break moment for Xbox, but now I see it very differently. This is more of a beginning, the first big step to becoming an ecosystem and not a console. And much like the moon landing, will this be a giant leap or a huge step backwards? Only time will tell. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. A lot of us felt that Xbox was moving away from hardware this generation. Many continue to disagree, thinking that there's going to be a mid-gen update, that there's another console after the Series X and the S. And while I think they do have plans for another console, with the current hardware trends for Xbox looking very poor and the focus on the Series S... I am curious what the next console would even look like. They've deprioritized the Series X. They've made the S their main console. So what would your next console even be? It couldn't be dramatically more expensive given the lion's share of your consumer base on console has bought the cheaper model and you've not been promoting power. You've not been promoting next-gen performance. It would be a huge shift in the current strategy and marketing push from Microsoft. And... Given Microsoft's history, I could see any of their hardware plans just flat out get scrapped. I don't think that's the plan, but I could see it happening after just one more generation. I could see them canceling the next generation of hardware. Again, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but I could see it something that they decide to do given their current trends in hardware distribution and market saturation. The second thing I want to say is seeing Starfield marketing stress no console required doesn't actually make me more concerned about Starfield. Listen, I already have my concerns about performance and and I I don't have concerns about the RPG systems or the gameplay or the content loop. 
I've always said my primary concern is performance, okay? This commercial didn't increase or decrease those concerns. But I feel bad for Bethesda at this point. The emails from Pete Hines that we saw during the FTC hearing and the interviews with Todd Howard, I just, I feel their dream game has been absolutely put through the ringer and potentially harmed by everything that has transpired. And now it's just a prop. It's another prop for console warring and bickering on Twitter. This game is supposed to be so much more than that. Also, this is not just a prop for people to war on Twitter. It's also seemingly just another piece of Xbox's marketing and evolution. My conclusion is this. I see two things happening with the latest Starfield commercial. First, I don't think those worried about Starfield marketing will have to worry much longer. August will likely continue to turn up the marketing heat for Starfield, and I see it hitting its crescendo at Gamescom, with hopefully some new footage and info. But secondly, I do see this Starfield commercial as one more step toward ecosystem, and no longer a console brand. And, depending on who you are or what you value, that may not matter. This may be the change that gets more people into the Xbox ecosystem and helps Microsoft have a very successful gaming division. But for me, it feels like the console and the brand that got me back into console gaming is changing. And the reality is, I'm not walking away from Xbox, but I feel like the brand is walking away from me. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. This commercial obviously causing quite a stir. Make sure you're smashing that like button. Go through the ritual. Almost 800 people here. I would love to have a discussion about this. I don't feel like I'm being negative. I genuinely feel like there is an evolution happening at Xbox, and that could be good or bad depending on the consumer type that you are, what you value, what you fall into. And so I would love to know what you guys think. Let's shoot for 200 likes let's get things started it looks like i've got some gifted members and some in a a super chat to thank give me a brief moment to do that i'm gonna open up my fan funding chat a gifted member from sneaky wolf and a two dollar super chat tip from newtonian digital foundry said microsoft told them that the xbox series s uh, i'm sorry x is the refresh i included that in the show open i did i included that in the show open i i i i I said, I feel like we're just kind of watching this evolution happen right before our very eyes. DK Baker with the second gifted member of the day, taking us to two out of 25. I'm going to do the same thing I did last week. You guys rushed to 3,500. If you rush to 4,000 this week, my wife and I will play a hilarious VR game on Friday night where she has to talk me through like dismantling a bomb. It'll be hilarious. John L. Brokey does a VIP. Thank you so much for doing that. Joker Quinn gifts a member. Some of you guys so faithfully always just gifting one member at a time. It is so, so helpful. Thank you for doing that. Xbox ecosystem is going to make me end up getting a PC in the next few years, says Eugene. And I loathe them for it. It's causing a stir for the PlayStation fanboys. They don't know what to do. Yeah, like, I know there's already people giving me grief on Twitter about this just because of my thumbnail, because that's what people do, right? Like, nobody actually watched my video about the there's no Starfield demo at Gamescom. Like, nobody actually watched the video. They just run to it and, well, is there a Spider-Man demo? It's like, I, I actually say in the video that it's totally fine. There's no demo. I don't think it's that concerning. I don't think it's that worrying. And in this situation, it's like, 
no console required like this is a shift i'm telling you this is a continued shift from microsoft and xbox they are no longer a console brand and that isn't bad depending on who you are it's bad for me games for eternity gifts a member mcd09 gifts a member we have a bit of a gifted member train going taking us to five tempting one of the big boys to drop a 20 bomb a five dollar super chat from no face lord do you think this is the last console gen for xbox it's really starting to feel like uh that more and more i i almost talked myself into that in the show open like as i was reading my show open i was like what would the next console even look like if you spend this entire generation saturating the market with the series s what's your next console gonna look like you won't be able to sell a premium top level high priced console for 500 550 dollars you won't be able to do that you'll have an entire market of people that are going to expect to upgrade their hardware for 300 maybe 400 bucks like what's the next console gonna be like what would be the point of telling a bunch of people who bought the series s hey do you want to upgrade they'd be like no i i bought this for 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 low entrance cost gaming and i'm on game pass i don't need your new really expensive piece of hardware don't you see it's like the evolution of the platforms happening right before our eyes i don't see what the next console would even focus on the gen hasn't really started yet. I, I, I feel like it started for PlayStation. It may have not started for Xbox yet. Uh, $10 super chat tip from Sneaky Wolf. Finally getting to watch away from work and gift and stuff. I love the show and community. Makes me feel like I'm part of something. Thanks for the great content. Well, thank you for being part of this community and gifting and super chatting. It's very, very generous. Thank you very much. John Always with 23 months in a VIP. I've held off on getting a five because of the old TV. This ad makes me think it's time. Two platforms in one. I'm not sure what you mean. You've held off on getting a PS5 because of your old TV. You're thinking, oh, I'll just get a really nice TV and then play Xbox games through it. Is that what you're thinking? I'm telling you, this appeals to a lot of people. I don't necessarily think Microsoft's making a mistake. I just think they're going into a a lane that I'm, I don't game that way. I'm not going to game through my television. I, I want a, a strong piece of hardware. I want the best graphics possible. I want the best performance possible. I want I, I want to have high-level gaming. I don't see gaming through my television delivering that. However, there are tons of people that will feel differently. They'll say, but dude, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Did you sign up for that Game Pass thing? Yeah, I just did it right on my TV. It was awesome, bro. I, I, just, I, I just, I have a controller. My controller connected to my TV via Bluetooth. Yeah, dude, I'm playing games all the time. It's great. If there's a large enough market for those types of people, this could go great for them. But like I said, I don't feel like I'm walking away from Xbox. I feel like Xbox is walking away from me. Doc Dark says, I need someone to explain to me why the Series X is worth 200 more than the S. Doc, I'm telling you. Doc, picture this with me here, okay? With what we've seen happen to the Series X, and the S is the primary console, what would a, what would the next Xbox even look like? What would it be? 
I don't know if they're going to do another console now. It's like, what would your next console be? What would be the purpose of it? You're not marketing high-level next-gen gaming. You're not marketing high-level next-gen power. That all died in 2020. At the end of 2020, when they announced the S, that was the death of Microsoft focusing on power and next-gen graphics. Even their even their YouTubers and podcasters don't focus on it anymore. They can't. What are you going to talk about? You can't keep going back to Forza. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, Avowed, Fable, they're not going to be graphical next-gen tour-de-force games. They just simply aren't. We've already seen enough to know that. It's like... They'll be good-looking games, but they're not going to be games that push the envelope of performance and graphics. Yo, what's good? I haven't seen you in a while. Dauntless Gaming. Is anyone bringing to light how poorly these games perform when streamed? Who wants to play a title like this, like that? I, I said that in the show open. I said, this is an enormous risk. You're risking your biggest game to launch this generation being played through the cloud like come on if it runs poorly nobody's gonna be like well it's surely it's my internet they're gonna say oh this game sucks you know this is a this is a 15 year game in the making and you're gonna let people experience it on cloud doc's gonna start singing i saw that tweet i saw that tweet doc doc out here singing that's a bar says doc I'm not walking away from Xbox. Xbox is walking away from me. I can take that. That's a title. I give. I, that's my gift to you. That's my gift to you, Doc. Nobody knows that I'm. I'm. I'm so Xbox up until 2021 and 2022. I'm big Xbox. I have a 74,000 gamer score. People are looking up my PSN. And they're like, "This is pretty pathetic." Y- yes, I've tried to tell you. I've tried to tell you I'm not a pony. I was super late to PlayStation. I only started preferring PlayStation this generation because they had the games that I wanted to play. They had more games to play. And it's like, that's not my fault. That's not my fault. I I bought all of the machines and I just played where the games were. Goodness gracious. And if you look at my player profiles and my gamer scores, it's all evidenced right there in black and white. Uh, Reaper with 14 months, thank you so much. Sneaky Wolf with two months. And how do I switch to VIP? There's an upgrade command, or you can go to your purchases under your profile on the app or on the YouTube channel. You go to the members tab and it should be there. A $10 super chat from Jet. Fable graphics look stunning. So does Hellblade. Also, cloud gaming runs off of a Series X. Here, Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hear, hear me out on this. I understand that cloud gaming can be very good. There's no guarantee that it will be, okay? I'm not trying to besmirch anybody with what I'm about to say, but Billy Bucktooth on bad internet is not going to understand why Starfield looks like trash. He's just going to think this sucks. He's either going to think the game sucks or the service sucks. You understand that like internet speed, internet infrastructure, like it is not consistent across the board. You you take 15 people right now across the United States and let them play a game on cloud, none of them will have the same experience. And that's what you're letting people do with Starfield. You have no control over that quality. You have no control over whatsoever. 
in certain circumstances, people be like, this is awesome. I, this is amazing. I didn't have to install the game. I I freaking I just played it on my television. This is super dope. But what about all the people that don't have that experience? That's the issue with cloud gaming is it's like it's not consistent, bro. Well, PlayStation does cloud gaming. Yeah, they don't market their flagship titles with it. And I play and then if I like the game, I install it. I do the same thing on my Series X. Isn't that a great selling point on a console? Hey, try this game out over cloud. You don't have to wait for it to install. Oh, and if you like it, well then, you know, now you can buy it. That's a huge benefit. Joker Quinn gifts another member. He says, come on, y'all. The members are slowing down. Let's push those buttons and get those things moving. If you guys have just tuned in today... This is not a stream where I'm bashing Xbox. They'll they'll try to clip me and tell you that on Twitter. I'm trying to tell people this is not good or bad. This is a sign of a change. This is a continued sign of change at Xbox, moving away from console and becoming more of an ecosystem. You could see that as a positive. You could see that as a negative. I'm on the negative side because I bought a Series X. I wanted high-level next-gen gaming and an ecosystem and playing through a television Excuse me, that's not what I bought into this gen, okay? I'd be just as irritated if PlayStation was doing this. It's like, no, give me good performance. Give me next-gen games. That's why I bought your box. A $5 super chat from Sam Taylor. Why do you think Xbox community has become so toxic? I game on every console. If anything happens in the industry, they tend to blame PlayStation. I think both sides have their own breed of toxicity. However, I do feel like one side has been far more nasty to me. Like, if I've been critical of PlayStation, generally the PlayStation guys have agreed with me. You know, when I took them to task for their showcase, um, when I took them to task for The Last of Us port, when I took them to task for the the God of War uh, Ragnarok marketing, uh, when I've been critical of Final Fantasy XVI's performance mode, I've never had any of the PlayStation guys come after me and harass me and try to slander me. But the other side does that as if it's like, I guess it's like in their rule book or something, right? Like if you, if you criticize Xbox, it's like they all, they all pull from the same stupid playbook. You know, it's like, okay, you're just showing your character more than anything. We stream movies, we play games online with folks, similar to when digital came to consoles. People screamed loud and round, digital sucks, yada, yada, yada. Over time, digital's outpacing physical. Cloud is coming. Had again, I 100% agree with you. I think we're like 15 years away. I, I, like, I don't think cloud gaming is right now. <clears throat> and that's the issue. Jet with a $5 super chat. On xCloud, it tells me when the game is having performance issues uh, and that it's your signal. You get notifications if it's stuttering. Again, you're hoping that the consumer cares about that. You know what I'm saying? You think the consumer is going to give a rip? Well, I saw this commercial. I could play Starfield on my television. I I don't care if it says I'm having uh, signal issues. You know what they're going to say? I watch Netflix. I never have any problems. I watch movies. I never have any problems. There's something wrong with this. Do you see what I'm saying? Like consumers don't have patience for this kind of thing. I don't. I don't have patience when tech's not working. I get I get irritated. Don't you? Dauntless says I tried several games now on cloud with 900 meg. I haven't been pleased with any of them. I'd rather play them on a Series S. 
Loni, your first mistake is thinking of this game as a flagship. Tell me one time Phil said it was. How is it not a flagship when they end their Xbox showcase and give this thing a 45-minute direct with 25 minutes of gameplay? What are, you, what are you talking about? Like, that... How is that not a flagship? Did, did, did Sony do that with Spider-Man? Spider-Man's a flagship title for PlayStation, and it got a trailer at the end of the showcase. A gameplay trailer. Spider-Man. Starfield got a 45-minute presentation. And 25 minutes of that presentation was gameplay. How is that not a flagship? I've not seen another game get this treatment. What are you talking about? Oh, huh? That's cra- that's crazy talk. This is a flagship, brother. It it got headphones. It got a controller. Come on now, Sneaky Wolf. That why are Sneaky Wolf doing another re up? You just did one. I don't know what YouTube's being crazy. Thanks so much, Sneaky Wolf, for celebrating that VIP one more time today. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Xbox aren't marketing Starfield. It's a red flag. Xbox advertises, oh, but you can't do it like that. Well, I'm not saying this is a red flag. I've not once today said that the lack of marketing was a concern. I don't agree with those guys. I, I, I literally did a video called The Danger of Hype, and I said the lack of marketing is not a concern. That's how Bethesda operates. I also didn't say today was a red flag. I said this... This marketing, this commercial, is evidence of evolution. It's not like a, oh my gosh, this is terrible. You're putting words in my mouth if you think my lengthy opening monologue was me saying, this is a red flag. I painstakingly said multiple times, this is not automatically bad. This appeals to consumers. This could be very good for Xbox to evolve in this way. But from where I sit... That's not what I wanted to buy into. That's not I, I did not want to buy into an ecosystem. I bought a $500 console with the promise of 4K gaming and up to 120 FPS. I'm not getting any of that, and now I'm seeing Xbox become a brand that is more of an ecosystem than a console. No, this doesn't make you question anything. W- what has happened... In the last three months, you don't question any of it. We find out that the Series S is considered the main console. We find out that they view the Series X as the mid-gen refresh. We, we find out that they know they can't out-console Sony. We find out they're primarily focused on cloud and PC. We find out all of that, and you're like, no, yeah, th- uh, this, this, this is totally fine. This isn't a dramatic shift or record scratch from everything we heard in 2019 and 2020. Project Scarlet Marketing, Xbox Series X Marketing. None of that marketing even makes sense now. Thank you, Sneaky Wolf Gifts, another member. Let's have a single gifted member train all the way. Come on, let's do it. There's 886 people here. Guys, do me a favor. If you're enjoying the show, take a second, minimize chat, and smash that thumbs up button. With almost 900 people here, we should easily have like double the likes that we currently have. It helps more people find the video. If you're hate watching, listen, some of y'all are starting to come around. I'm getting comments from people that are like, I was told all this channel does is hate on Xbox. 
and your content's actually quite good. I appreciate the people that have done that. To the people that are just here hunting for clips, I mean, I, I hopefully you get a bunch of money on Twitter from Twitter Blue. Like, I good for you, I guess. I, I I'm not interested in fighting with people. I like having conversations. So hit a subscription so you can talk in chat. Subscribing's fee. Subscribing is free, I should say. Hit subscribe. Talk in the chat. Come on, let's have a conversation. A five spot from Straight Shot says, "Hear me out." Starfield 60 FPS on series consoles through streaming. Boy, uh, don't say that to Doc Dark. Doc Dark literally said if it runs better through cloud, he'll be he'll be he'll be furious. I don't think it's possible because it's going to basically run it on an X, is it not? When you play Starfield through the te- the Samsung television, isn't it essentially running on a Series X? Bumble pants with 11 months. This will be a huge milestone for cloud gaming. If it works, it will push things forward. If it tanks, it'll be huge setback in perception. FCAT says it'll be 30. Paul over there on Kick says, Xbox stopped being a console in 2016. PlayStation Cloud will come to TVs again also. If I could stream PlayStation 5 games on my Sony TV, who would it hurt really? I'm not saying this hurts anybody. I'm not saying this hurts anybody. What I'm saying is, is I'm saying, listen to me, this is a sign of an evolutionary step for Xbox. This is this is not just another like, oh, yeah, Sony does it too. Listen, if you ha- this is one piece in a larger puzzle. You have to look at everything that has happened this generation, right? need to welcome the hate watchers every morning the hate watchers could at least press the like button come on you know at least do that all right i'm providing you with with entertainment in some strange way right at least at least press the like button y'all you know help a man out this is this is how i this is how i support my family <laughs> but the thing is is that i i if this happened all on its own i wouldn't be saying this if, if the Series X was dominating and selling and they were pushing next-gen power, this would be like a blip on the radar. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Kellinator, thank you so much for jumping back in as a member. And uh, hang on, did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? No, I didn't. It would be like a blip on the radar. I'd be like, oh, neat. Starfield can... Uh, can can be played on a on a TV. Cool. This is one thing in a long line of what I feel are evolutionary changes for Xbox this generation, and that's not automatically bad. But to me, it's like those are not the things that I value. I don't value that. I don't value cloud gaming. Not yet. Now in 10 years, sure, cloud gaming might be super dope. I'll have a a, a stronger phone. I'll have the the next Q Light of the Q Light Two, and cloud gaming will be amazing in fifteen years. Not right now. What did we talk about just the other day with the PS Five Pro? What did we talk about? Do you guys remember? We talked about eight K, and one of the things we kept coming back to with eight K is well, nobody wants eight K. Nobody wants eight K, and we said nobody wants eight K right now. And having a device that's 8K capable, you know, if the next P- if the PS5 Pro can actually do 8K gaming, that won't matter until, you know, 2028, 2029. That's when people will want 8K. So you're right. 
cloud gaming right now people are like nobody really wants cloud gaming it hasn't really proven itself now eventually they will that's why i continue to say microsoft could be playing the right cards here they're playing the long game they're like listen the console war is over we don't stand a chance nintendo crushes us sony crushes us our best course of action is ecosystem 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 if we go cloud if we put it everywhere in 10 to 15 years when cloud gaming is more endemic to the gaming world we will be the dominant leader you don't think it's an axe you think it's an accident that sony pushed out their 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 streaming of something recently 4k or whatever they're they're pushing it too you think the q lights an accident people like the q lights one of the dumbest things i've ever seen Really? Are, are you the same person that's telling me that cloud gaming is the future? Are you the same person that's telling me that, that cloud is, is, is a massive potential market for Xbox? Well, keep the same energy then. If, if these companies are doing all these things, setting their sights on the future, being cloud, Sony's approach is vastly different than Xbox's approach. Sony's approach seems to be we're going to offer you an accessory. We're going to offer you some sort of additive purchase, and then you know you can go out there and cloud game, or you you know you can cloud game on your PlayStation. But then you're probably going to want to install the game, right? You're going to try it out. Now, they have issues with backwards compatibility. Some of the games can only be streamed. That's not a major problem for the lion's share of the people in the PlayStation ecosystem. They're not all like, oh my gosh, I can't play these ancient games, especially for people like me. I'm a late I'm a late adopter into PlayStation, so I don't care about any of those super old games. So that's their approach. Microsoft's approach is yeah, we're not having cloud as an additive feature. We're kind of becoming that. Does that make sense? Instead of cloud being additive to what they're already doing, cloud is is becoming like part that's what they're going to be like that's their ecosystem their ecosystem is gonna be like we're everywhere your tv your phone your tablet your pc and then some semblance of a console for the home now again you might say that sounds awesome that sounds like a great plan three years into this generation of console I don't agree. I'm like, I I don't care about that right now. I care about the thing that I bought three years ago getting really awesome games. That's what I care about. That's what I value. I don't I don't value the 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 cloud right now. I've I don't see the experience being consistent enough for me to value it. I've played games on cloud on my Xbox Series X. I play games on the cloud on my PS5, and I've not been impressed yet. I'm like, eh, it's a great way to sample a game, but I'm not going to play this way. I'm going to push back. It's been found in the ABK hearing that cloud is no longer a priority. Sarah Bond confirmed it in her testimony. That cloud is not a priority? How could you possibly say that when all of the other documentation from that pointed to them trying to grow their footprint and ecosystem? Like, how do you think you're going to be playing a game on a phone how it's a lot of those games are not going to be installed on your phone you're going to be playing over the cloud i think you're misunderstanding 
they they have said in numerous places in numerous interviews that that's the, almost the entire point of the ABK deal is King and Mobile and getting into other places. All that dialogue doesn't go out just from like one sentence or something that you found from Sarah Bond. I have seen numerous reports. Jez Corden reported on this numerous times where they've allocated more raw materials to the cloud than the Series X. What you're saying is ludicrous. There's not there's not been a single report to refute what he just said, what he just reported on. Whatever you found with Sarah Bond, it's like th- that's that's something separate that's a separate issue i i don't necessarily understand why she would say that when phil spencer's saying things in other emails that are the exact opposite of that when you have mutually exclusive statements i'd hazard a guess that there are strategy shifts in place they have cloud services right now they're being sued for uh anti-competitive behavior with their cloud services at a global level like google is throwing in on it amazon's thrown in on it. I don't I don't think cloud has been deprioritized at Microsoft or Xbox. That doesn't make any sense. There's there was even the one time where Phil basically said, that's why we're doing this. We want our own ecosystem. We want our own thing. We want mobile. Like cloud is a part of that. How else do you think you're playing games on TVs? They promoted it at Gamescom, and they just pushed out another Samsung, uh, another Samsung commercial. Cloud's not a priority. We're just heavily investing in Azure. We don't care about cloud, though. Right? Like that doesn't make any sense. They're actively right now investing more in cloud than Series X. And to come out and be like, well, there was something that Sarah said in FTC hearing. They found it. Cloud's not a priority. Like, what are you talking about? They literally went out and signed a bunch of deals with cloud companies. Like they and they did the same thing with their cloud services. Cloud gaming, they approached cloud gaming the exact same way they approached cloud services. They approached all these other companies and wrapped them up into contracts so that they would stop complaining about their behavior. Ten years ago, Sony had cloud gaming on their TVs. No one wanted it then. I think that's going to go the same way that like everybody's like, oh, but the PS Vita, the Q looks so stupid. Oh, I think the timing was just wrong. I think Stadia was too early. I think Stadia was too early. Uh, VR was too early for some of these uh, companies. So she lied under oath. I didn't say she lied under oath. He said they found something. Listen, doing that thing where you come in and you expect me like midstream to go research some random snippet of information that Sarah Bond said in the FTC hearing... All you're trying to do is act like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He hasn't properly researched it. There actually said that cloud is mainly used by console owners at the moment and is used to demo games before downloading. She also said it is operating at a loss at the moment. That's what I'm saying. There was no dialogue from Sarah Bond that said Microsoft and Xbox are not prioritizing cloud or investing in cloud. She didn't say anything that stated that. They they have on they're on record as to heavily investing in this, and they're doing it at the loss of Series X saturation. Like 
you're just trying to do that thing. It's such a clip snipe. It's like, well, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to misrepresent something. And because this guy's unwilling to immediately go and like scour the internet for the quote, then yeah, he's, he's not properly researched the topic. Listen, there is a heavy, heavy amount of evidence leading to this moment that Microsoft and Xbox are severely investing in the cloud. They think cloud is the future for their platform. It's why they want King. It's why they talked about having their own storefront. It's why they want games on televisions. These are not accidents. They didn't fall backwards into any of this stuff. Yo, what's good, Vaughn? I just think it's too early. Yeah, show the exact quote that you're talking about. That's the other thing that you always do. I, I'm always I'm always interested too, because the guy doing it, let me see when you created your account. Because I, I happen to I happen to have a hunch as to what's going on here, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. Let me find him. Yeah, I know who you are. You're done. You do this all the time. You do this all the time. You come in, you misrepresent something, knowing that I'm going to give you attention because I value information and research. You misrepresent it, and then when I don't go and try to find the exact quote, you'll clip it and act like, oh, look at this guy. He, he, he's not open to new information. No, there is no Sarah Bond quote to substantiate the idea that they're not investing in cloud. That's false. That is simply untrue. Not true. And coming in and misrepresenting what she said to try to like sidetrack the issue so you can farm a clip. My gosh, what a pathetic person. I just, I do not understand that. You really need to seek help. You are terminally, there's something, you are terminally mentally ill. There's something wrong with you. Seriously. Sarah Bond, Xbox Cloud is Games Pass ultimate least popular feature and is running at a loss. Yeah, that's not her saying they're not investing in it or that they don't care about it. She's literally just citing facts. Yeah, cloud, yeah, it's the least popular feature. It's currently running at a loss. See, every single time you come in, you misrepresent what someone says, when we go and actually find the quote, it's com- it's completely different quote. But you'll take 20 seconds of me kind of being like, I, d- I didn't hear that, I don't know what you're talking about, well, no, I'm not going to go look that up, and you'll run to Twitter to try to make it look like, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Just such a pathetic individual. Coward. I don't farm clips for anything. No, you weren't the one that brought it up, Nick. I'm talking to somebody else. He knows who he is. He knows who he is. He hate watches every day, and he gets on alts, and then he asks questions, and then if I don't answer in the exact perfect right way or something, or I'm not familiar with what he's saying, the reason I wasn't familiar with what he's saying is because he's a liar. He just comes in and lies. Like, Sarah Bond said this, and then you go look, and you're like, no, she didn't. She didn't say that. But I don't have all that information at the top of my brain. I'm not like, oh, wait, let me just comb through the database. Oh, no, she didn't say that. Like, I covered like 18 different, you know, deposition documents and all these different interviews and all these different discovery processes. And everybody was having to cover the FTC thing on Twitter. I was literally having to read like Twitter threads, you know, so that we could so we could cover it. Mental illness is a serious issue. Tone it down. I, I won't tone it down. That's a mental problem. You have an illness. You need to seek help if that's what you do every day. It's not normal behavior. 
that's abnormal divergent disturbing behavior and people should seek help i don't i didn't say that as a jab i genuinely mean it these people there's they have a problem like just go do something else we're all just hanging out having a conversation many christmas what a way to spend your days Consoles won't go away. Sony should follow the same strategy. PS Plus Premium will be the biggest competitor to Game Pass Ultimate without day and date. Sony can launch one year later on Premium. I mean... I don't... Hang on. Sony should follow the same strategy. PS Plus Premium will be the biggest competitor to Game Pass Ultimate without day and date. Sony can launch one year later on Premium. Your sentence doesn't make any sense. Consoles won't go away. Sony should follow the same strategy. What strategy are you talking about? Leo Merzes with a $5 super chat. I download movies on Netflix or Amazon to avoid clogging down my internet as I'm not the only one using the net. So I'm not sure about streaming a game. Well, streaming a game is not just about your bandwidth. It's not just about like how many people are like watching at a given time. It can de- It can literally be routing. You can have incredibly fast internet and you can have bad routing to wherever the game is being run, right? Because you're not playing it like on your next door neighbor's, you know, Xbox and you're like plugged into his network or something. So you can have terrible routing to wherever the game is housed. So cloud gaming is not even dependent on like, well, my internet's good. Oh, okay. That doesn't mean you're going to have a good experience with cloud. You know what I mean? So, like, if if you're going to have the fastest internet you could pr- possibly buy in your in your neighborhood, and then you go to play cloud and it runs poorly, what are you what are you going to conclude from that? You're going to be like, my internet's fine, my internet's fast, I watch movies all the time, I download movies all the time. What's what's the issue here? What well, you might not have good routing. Parasito says, let me throw a wrench in. Apparently, according to Reddit, Xbox Cloud, while using X hardware, is running S profiles. So Samsung or Sony offering something more powerful than the Series S over Cloud, given the specs of PS5 and Sony's history for Cloud and their own TVs, crushes Xbox in the Cloud too. So Parasito is claiming that they're running Xbox Cloud using X hardware, but running S profiles. What's that distinction? I don't understand the distinction that you're making. Eric Phillips becomes a member. Thank you so much. Eight members on the day. I had to bop a member, so Eric Phillips just replaced that loser. I'm not confident in Xbox's infrastructure to deliver games in the cloud with the performance I expect. I'm not confident in Xbox's infrastructure to deliver games in the cloud with the performance I expect. Well, and that, again... You got you have to talk about the consumer that this appeals to though, Dauntless. You and I would never play a game like Starfield on our television on purpose for lengthy periods of time. Now we might do it to test it out. I have a Samsung television. I'll try it out, right? I got Game Pass. I got a Samsung television. I'll try it out. But you and I would never do it at length. You have to consider the consumer that thinks this is a value. They're the ones that you have to consider. Like, what are they going to put up with? I missed one from DK. Hang on. Uh, Fan funding. Yeah, DK gifted one as well. Hang on, I missed some things. 
Uh, no face lore with a $5 super chat tip. The main issue with cloud gaming is the ISP infrastructure, and I've yet to see any ISPs even begin to update their infrastructure. The city I live in, three years ago, I was told there was a five-year build order for fiber, and I've not seen anything. If there was a five-year build order for fiber, I mean, they would have started, I would imagine, a year or two ago. It's been three years. Alla Park with 12 months, and it's a VIP. Look at that one whole year. It becomes more apparent this gen that the X was solely to appease the Xbox hardcore base. I'm not saying that is a bad thing, just bridging the gap for the next phase. And then uh, I did miss a gifted member from DK Bayer. Thank you guys so much pushing it to nine. Singles all the way there. We can do it. Each cloud instance is a Series S. Lower quality experience with cloud as expected. Gemini Christmas. So Parasito's telling me that when people play Starfield on the cloud, they're basically going to be experiencing the Series S version of the game. Is that that's that's what you're telling me, Paris? Guys, these likes have got to get up. I, It's amazing to me how many viewers we get when we talk Xbox. I don't get it. Anybody interpreting today's monologue and my viewpoint as hate, I just don't understand. I don't hate Xbox. I don't get it at all. I genuinely want you. I want you to subscribe, and I want you to talk. I'm genuinely curious what you think about what I'm saying that this is an evolution for Xbox they're moving away from being a console brand they're moving to being an ecosystem that is just an observation I'm not saying it's good or bad do you think it's good or bad do you celebrate it does it give you confidence in buying more hardware from them like does it give you confidence in oh yeah they're definitely going to be doing another console they're definitely going to be doing a higher level console Controversy, even though there isn't any? Yeah, like, I feel like my observations today are pretty basic and pretty calm. They show up to rage against whatever is being said about Xbox? Yeah, but I, I feel like this is, this is something I feel like some of the Xbox guys have been saying. Right? You're hurting a grown man's feelings is like by telling them Santa's not real. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of you guys that love Xbox have been saying this. Ecosystem, baby. Ecosystem. That's been one of the things that you've been trumpeting. Isn't this then good? Seriously, argue with me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that no, Starfield, no console required. This is a good thing for Xbox. This is a good evolutionary step. I want to hear that side of the argument. I, I do. I don't know if it's going to be very compelling but I would love to see somebody say no 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 this is really good that they're doing this Doc Dark went harder on Xbox than you did yeah he did Lono Sony should release all exclusives on premium only after one year console gamers will buy day one and they compete with game pass oh they already do that what are you talking about Ted you're basically saying that Sony should do what they're already doing they, they do that. They put their day one games out for full price, and then like a year later, they hit PS Plus. 
France Francistine with two months of memberships. Lono, the worldwide trailer for Modern Warfare 3 will be August 17th. Do you think Sony will announce a showcase soon? They will still have the marketing rights. I have no idea. I did a show yesterday on that. Modern Warfare 3 is so weird to me. I don't get it. Modern Warfare 2 was so not ready. I was so disappointed. I had so many issues with that game. And then a year later, they're cranking out another one that was originally, I guess, going to be DLC. Yes, Grady. Today, my Atlas Fallen review, it goes live at 2 p.m. Eastern. Guys, do everything you can to support that. I put a lot of work into that. It's pretty long. You're going to want to watch the whole thing because there's a lot to come over if you're considering getting Atlas Fallen. Imagine somebody buying a Series S and next to it there's a PS5 for almost the same price. Why do that to yourself? Hang on, something. Eugene said something about the ecosystem. Where did it go? Well, Lono, they thought the console would be centerpiece of the ecosystem. Can anybody argue that that's the case right now? Can any really die-hard Xbox fan, like, come on, argue, debate it, say it, like, oh, you know, yeah, console's the centerpiece. I don't think you can. I, I think they even know they can't. I think they have to think of this in a completely different paradigm, which I feel like some people have already moved in, into a lane of, like, their unhappiness about this. Doc Dark being one of the people. He's, like, huge Xbox guy, and he's like, I don't I don't feel like I'm a priority. It's, you know, Series X owners don't feel like a priority. I skipped the console this time cuz I didn't see the point with the PC and the Xbox app on PC. So this actually speaks to me even if they make Xbox games exclusive to Game Pass, I'd be interested in it. I, that's another angle to this Armored Galaxy that could really help Microsoft is can they get the PC audience to buy in, like, at all? Can you get the PC audience, even in the least bit, would be the question. Because the the console saturation is just not there, and there is so many PC users. I think your biggest barrier on PC is Steam. I really do. I think that's your biggest barrier is Steam. You, If you want people in the Xbox ecosystem on PC, man, good luck. Those guys do not want to install another launcher. They do not want to do anything other than Steam. They didn't want the Epic Game Store. They don't like using Origin. They don't like using the, the Ubisoft Uplay thing. They don't like any of that. Trying to get them to do another thing. I... I just don't think they like it. PC users are like, nah, man. And I don't think Steam wants Game Pass in Steam. That doesn't help them at all. Piggyback off of what Phil Spencer said about gamers building their library. During that time, I have to get a full-time job. So what was appealing for me is when I discovered on live, this guy's typing a book. Where's your second statement? Brap says, Lono, you should read Corey Doctorow's theory on enshittification. Lots of parallels to what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass, where a platform sits between sellers and buyers holding each hostage. Hang on, hang on. So Game Pass is a, so a platform sits between sellers and buyers holding each hostage? I'm not sure. So what would you be saying is being held hostage? The games? We need a Porter Rock song now. 
Ecosystems are the future for all technology, says David. Our future will have internet capabilities that match local machines. They are getting a head start, to put it simply. I will always agree with that about Microsoft. That they seem to be setting their sights on, listen man, this is a lifetime away, but we can invest now. We can invest now. We, 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 there's no point. This is why I'm extremely curious about future consoles from Xbox because they just that does not seem to be their focus at all. Parasito says, with what I'm reading, yes, Cloud is playing as if you were on a Series S. It technically could be possible to do exemptions so that instead of running two Series S games on a single Series X, specific games might be able to get a full Series X, but there are a ton of variables. Um, R? From a strategy perspective, I believe in our trade-offs for Cloud and content in gaming over console volume said Phil Spencer in an email. Yeah, but they don't care about about cloud. Phil Spencer literally saying, I believe in our trade-offs for cloud and content in gaming over console volume. Did you guys hear that? That's literally what I've been saying this entire morning. That that guy coming in and trying to get a clip saying, like, oh, Sarah Bond says that's not it, that's not the focus. I told you there were emails from Phil Spencer that said quite the opposite. He says, from a strategy perspective, I believe in our trade-offs for cloud and content in gaming over console volume. Sit down. That is quite literally what I've been saying today. They see that as, that's where we're going. That Console volume? That's not it, bro. No. The trade-offs for cloud and content and gaming, that far outweighs getting console volume. That's, that is not our future. Lono, I DM'd you the link. Okay, thank you, Brap. How can we have any kind of positive conversation when all I see in chat is how much y'all hate everything related to Microsoft? I mean, you're, you're getting one guide. I don't see a whole lot of hate. I also ignore the people that just come in and say nasty things about Xbox. I don't, I don't read... I don't read what they what they say. That's that's not what I'm interested in. Add to the conversation, Prozy. Like, be the change you want to see. I'm interacting with plenty of people talking that aren't just being hateful. The chip shortages probably played a big role into that future thinking, says G Grows. That's that's very possible. In 2020. Yeah, I wonder if that's what's going on. Project Scarlet Marketing in 2019 was genuine it was genuine and they walked into 2020 and they said oh frick we can't do any of this we're no no we've got to come up with another solution here we need something else now that could have even predated the sickie they could have just been looking at hardware shortages or chip chipset shortages that might have even been going on before then. I don't know because according to Digital Foundry, they were at Xbox in early 2020 and were told Series S is the main console. The Series S was already a thing at that point in time. Yo, what's good, Ginger? I'm surprised that Sadia couldn't capitalize on the shortages. Well, they couldn't get games. They they couldn't get games. 
So I wonder, I, I genuinely wonder, I wonder, did they, did they get to a point where they said, man, we can't do the Project Scarlet, we can't do the Series X thing we were going to do, we're, we're going to need an alternative. Not only are we going to need a lower entrance cost box, we're going to have to start to look to other ways of getting our games out there. We're going to start looking at cloud. We're going to have to start looking at Game Pass. we got to start putting Game Pass on PC. It's very, very possible that that's why it felt like everything changed because maybe they were facing actual market realities that they couldn't get over. It's like, well, there's nothing we can do about this. They're Google. They've got games, but their hearts weren't in it. I don't know enough about Stadia to commentate on on why it died or didn't die. Eugene said something about constrain. Constrain to grow long-term ambition. Oh. With our strategy and opportunity, console volume will still be the thing we constrain to grow our long-term ambition. You remember that guy that was in here a little bit ago that we banned because he's farming for clips by lying in my chat? Email from Phil Spencer. With our strategy and opportunity, console volume will still be the thing we constrain to grow our long-term ambition. I told you, this commercial with Starfield, no console required. They are sending a loud and clear message to you. Consoles not required. Consoles not our future. Our future is the ecosystem. Our future is play our games anywhere. Television, tablet, phone, PC. All y'all that bought consoles, well, thank you so much, but you, you, you are not the focus. You are not the future. You could see that as a positive. You could see it as a negative. It depends on the type of consumer that you are. I see it as a negative because that's not what I was buying into. If PlayStation was doing the same thing, I'd be just as irritated. If PlayStation walked out with a weaker PlayStation and three years in was like, yeah, emails came out. Yeah, we're going to constrain console saturation. We're really focused on cloud. I would be just as irritated. I'd be like, that's not, that's, huh? I didn't buy into that. I didn't spend $500 to be a part of an ecosystem. I spent $500 to get next-gen gaming. Sounds like a great future to me. Cloud as an extension for gamers. Yeah, but see, Ginger, I don't agree with you. I don't see it as an extension. PlayStation already has cloud as an extension. It's a feature. It's a feature. You can use it right now. You can just cloud stream a game, see if you like it, and then and then install it. Microsoft is literally saying, "No, that's our ecosystem. We that's where you will game in in the cloud." Now, in fifteen years, I'll probably be like, "Yeah, infrastructure caught up, latency's not as much of an issue. I don't got to install." I literally turn my TV on, pick a controller up, and I game. I pick up my Q-Lite 2, and I game. I just need an internet connection. In 15 years, sure, I agree with you. Right now, no. Absolutely not. 
I don't, I, that, that is not at all. You want to grow that over time, man, you go for it. We're three years into this generation and Microsoft's like, yeah, no console required. You don't, you don't need a console. Go back and watch the Project Scarlet marketing and tell me that that's where you thought they were headed. Online MVP! With a 20 gifted member bomb. He says, what is going on, guys? We gotta shake the dust off. The gifted member count slowing down, but not on online MVP's watch. Somebody else join him. I always love when y'all tag team with the big bombs. If you guys can hit 4,000 members this week, if you rush it, okay, if you rush it, we will do a VR stream this Friday where I try to like dismantle a bomb and like Madam talks me through it. You're currently at 3527, all right? Currently at 3527. So if you can bum rush the next 500, that will be super, super helpful. So consider doing that. You guys that like the gift, you guys that like the tag team, you guys that like to drop bombs, you can come strong this week and earn yourself another another special stream on Friday night with my wife and I. Today's the day I need Atlas Fallen review on my desk, 12 p. Eastern. 2, 2 p.m. Eastern is when the embargo drops, cowboy. I thought this was always the direction they were going, says Ginger. I've been saying it for four years that Xbox isn't the platform. Game Pass Xbox is the platform. Xbox is an option for those who want it. Ginger... I did a 20-something minute opening monologue this morning because I said similar things that you said. I said, I think they're moving away from hardware. I think they're moving into more of an ecosystem. I said in 2017, I said, I think Microsoft's blurring the line between PC and console so they can automatically have a larger market share than PlayStation. I always said, they're kind of a sleeping giant. If they can interconnect all these things, they'll be massive. Well, turns out... Those predictions were right on the money. They were right on the money. It's like, look at what Microsoft's been doing this entire time. One of the reasons that the Series S fits in that strategy is it's like, that's our low-end device. We've got our low-end device. We've got our high-end device. You can play on a PC. You can uh, play on the cloud. They're blurring the line. It's like they're, they're no longer a console brand. Why is that a bad thing? It's not objectively a bad thing, Bushwookie. It's bad to me because that's not what I value. Listen, you've got to shed the console tribalism that Twitter has injected your brain with. Like, you have to shed that. Just because I'm critical of something doesn't mean it's objectively bad. Now, sometimes, yeah, something's objectively bad. Thank you, DK Beggar. Uh-oh. He sets up the 30 out of 50. That's a 20-bomb layup. We'll see if anybody snags it and slams it home. Thank you, DK Beggar. What are you losing at this point? What am I losing? I'll tell you what I'm losing. Good games on Xbox. I, I mean that. I genuinely mean that. I do not think we're going to get top shelf next gen games from Xbox this gen. We're not going to. Halo and then Starfield, those aren't top shelf next gen games. What are we talking about here? Now, Starfield could be tectonic as an RPG. It could be historic from a game system design standpoint, but it's not a next gen game. 30 FPS? What are you talking about? 
I bought into a generation that promised me up to 120. Javier Cotto comes in with the 20 bomb. The name that I love to shout. Thank you so much. He beat anybody else going for the 20 bomb to the mark. He slams it home. And where's Hellblade? I absolutely try not to think about Hellblade, Nick. I'm dead serious. I try not to think about Hellblade. I have 40-something hours in Hellblade 1. I love Hellblade 1. I am genuinely concerned for the games that come out of Microsoft this generation. Think about everything we've talked about up to this very point this morning. They're pushing for the ecosystem. They're pushing for Game Pass. They're pushing for Cloud. And you have the Series S in the mix. So, guess what happens? Raptor is the agent of chaos with one gifted member, and then DK Beggar behind him with another one taking us to 52. If you are making games right now for Xbox, you have to make the game for the Series S first. That means every single game that comes out has got to go there first. You're also making games for Game Pass. You're also making games to push Cloud. I don't think those are things that are conducive to good game design. Stop the cap. Spider-Man 2 is next gen, quote unquote. Come on, it's just a prettier version that I played five years ago. That's reductionist nonsense that Digital Foundry has already smacked down. They've already done observations of the footage of Spider-Man 2 and pointed to all of the next gen. All of the upgrades. What you're saying is reductionist nonsense. You sound like the people that said Ragnarok didn't look any better than God of War 2018. That's what you sound like, Jake. That just sounds silly. Like, you're really going to compare all the upgrades in Spider-Man 2. We're going to actually... You you really want to compare that to Starfield at 30 FPS? Is that the game you want to play? I don't think that's a game you want to play. You don't want to start comparing next-gen power to the PlayStation 5. You will lose that every single time, pound for pound. You have nothing on the Xbox ecosystem to show off next-gen power. Nothing, other than Forza. And you can't keep using Forza. I can show you Ragnarok. I can show you the Demon Souls remake. I can show you Ratchet and Clank. I can show you Returnal. I can show you Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores. I can show you God of War Ragnarok. These are all great displays of next-gen power. What do you got over there? What? Fundamentally, it's the same game that was out five years ago. That's quite literally a lie that Xbox fanboys say. That's not true. You, you can't say something is fundamentally the same game that came out five years ago when we haven't even played it, when there's new mechanics, when the map is twice the size, when all the graphics have been updated. You, you literally can't say that. You're saying something that's just flat out false. People call me a hater and claim I have bias, and then you say stuff like that. Ragnarok was the same game as well, just prettier. You're just speaking in reductionist nonsense that isn't true. You can't substantiate your position. You cannot. Objectively, I could I could outline mathematically all of the updates and changes from Ragnarok to 2018, and, and objectively, you are provably and demonstrably wrong. On the eye test, yes, I can. False. False. There are side-by-side comparisons, graphical comparisons between God of War and 2018, as well as Spider-Man. What you're saying is demonstrably false. It isn't true. You don't lie to myself. You're doing a dizzying display of being dishonest with yourself and the public right now. 
you're saying things that can be proven false. You understand that when something can be falsified, you should therefore let go of it. It's the same game. It doesn't look any better. And then actual graphical breakdowns prove that it looks better. It's just prettier. It's just prettier. I, I, that's, it's unbelievable to me. So let me ask you something. Is Forza just prettier than all previous Forzas? Or is it a great display of next-gen power? Which is it? Because you're basically saying that every single time we get a next-gen game, it's just prettier. It's just prettier. Well, listen, man, I know you pulled yourselves up by your bootstraps and you no longer live, you know, in a tiny shack that's falling over and you now live in a mansion. But I mean, it's just prettier. (laughs) It's not that impressive. It's larger, 10 times real estate, all the modern amenities. I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful home. But I mean, it's it's just prettier. Just better looking and bigger. Jake, uh, let, let me let me illuminate something for you. That's the point! That's literally the point of next gen, bro. It's just better looking. It's just bigger. Yes! Yep! That's the point of next gen, bro. And when you're not getting that, think about the own goal that you're kicking. Think about it. Think about the own goal that you're kicking. It's just bigger and prettier. What's Xbox's problem then? What's Xbox's problem? If it's not even that impressive to update games and give them 60 frames per second, higher resolution, instantaneous load times, better lighting, ray tracing, better textures, if that's so not impressive, then what the frick is wrong with Xbox? Because where are their games that are doing such a minimum amount of updates? Where? Say that about Starfield now? Well, okay. Where, where, where is the next-gen power in Starfield? Where is it? Is it, is it running at, like, high-fidelity textures and ray tracing? Have they, have they displayed the game's power at all? Have they talked about the game's power? Where have they done that? That's not next-gen. That sounds odd to me. Because I've played pretty open world games at 30 fps for years not getting an update in performance it what you're saying doesn't make any sense like in your effort to like chop down playstation you're like well that's not that impressive it's just bigger and prettier well where are the bigger and prettier games on xbox if this is so unimpressive if this is so meager then what's xbox's problem See, people never understand. The more you sort of denigrate and try to chop down PlayStation 5, the less impressive and embarrassing Xbox becomes. Well, the ABK deal is going to be great because it'll really make PlayStation compete. So they haven't been competing. No, they've been coasting. Really? So they've been coasting into dominant position. Wow. So coasting is all it takes to beat Xbox. Two to one coasting not competing at all how bad is xbox at gaming then that they lose to somebody who's not competing 
oh yeah, those games aren't they're, 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 Spider-Man's basically the same game from five years ago. It's just prettier. It's just prettier and bigger. It's not that impressive. Okay, if achieving this is not that impressive, then what the frick is wrong with Xbox? Where are all of their next-gen games? Where are they? Are they are they hiding somewhere? Maybe they're hiding in the same place that the IGN interview was, where they established why Final Fantasy XIV wasn't really on Xbox. Maybe it's hiding in the same place that that information is. Maybe it's hiding in the same place all the PSVR 2 games are hiding, since those are apparently really hard to find, too. Like, I don't... I, I never understand these narrative points that some of y'all run with. I, I don't get it. You can't make him play all games and games with super realistic textures because it's not what makes a game. Highly realistic textures have uh, their play, but it's not in every new game. Well, I actually don't like photorealism being the standard that everybody holds games to. I've had people say that, like, oh, Final Fantasy 16's ugly. Why? Because it's not a photorealistic game is basically what they're saying. I played it again last night. I'm slowly moving through the game. I think I put in, like, four or five hours. And the fights are phenomenal. They're insane. The cutscenes, the music, that game is beautiful. But because it's not photorealistic, it has an art style. The characters look like Final Fantasy characters. They don't look like photorealistic Days Gone or The Last of Us. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, this, that game's ugly. I, I agree with you. I don't think every game needs to be photorealistic. I wasn't driving at photorealism. I'm talking about next-gen power. The evolution of Xbox, when you run with an advertisement, no console required, and you got internal emails talking about, we will constrain console volume to help cloud, and that's your evolutionary step, you cannot promote next-gen power. You cannot promote next-gen gaming. It's not what your identity is centered around. I said before the Xbox showcase, I said they're not going to talk about power. They're not going to talk about next-gen this, next-gen that. They're not going to talk about performance. It's not their focus. And I got called a hater for saying that. I'm like, they, they went from talking about 4K native gaming with up to 120 frames per second to their one more thing at the Xbox showcase was a Black Series S with more hard drive space. Be still my beating heart. That's your one more thing? That's your one more thing when that is your identity. Your identity is ecosystem. It's not console. It's not hardware. It's not power. What I'm saying isn't objectively bad. It's bad for me. Because that's not what I value as a consumer. If you think cloud is the future, Ginger's in here, friend of mine, mod of the channel, super dope dude. I used to do a show with him. I might even plan some segments with him going forward. I love this guy. He's in here telling me, dude, put everything on the cloud. That's what I want. Cloud's the future. He thinks this is awesome. He loves Xbox. If you've seen the clip floating around, he really loves Phil Spencer. <laughs> but he loves Xbox. He thinks this is great. Cloud? Yeah, baby, put it everywhere. And I'm like, no. That's not what I value as a consumer at all. I 
I, dude, I'll pay $70 for a game every every day of the week if it's good, if it's high level, if it's next gen. That's that's what I value. That's what I think is 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 worthwhile. Uh Hang on, what is this? That's so and so in Discord now, by the way. Graphics wild. This guy clowns. District color. Oh, good God. Oh, okay. Changing a name. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> Parasito says you got to keep in mind with Starfield, open world is a vastly different target. From what we've been t- led to believe, everything is always processing to some degree. Instead of going into a completely paused state. When far from the player, like old games. It's like Phil said in the showcase, like six months ago, on more screens, not more consoles. Yo, I just pulled a 90% on my scientific uh, research methods, multiple choice quiz with your show, keeping me calm in the background. Good job, churchery. Keep up the good work. Okay. Did I miss any uh, fan funding during that? No, I did not. Okay. Well, CrossFit Nerd says, here's a new one for you. Another five gifted members. Thank you so much. 57 out of 75. Appreciate that very, very much, dude. CrossFit Nerd gifted members. If you guys got a gifted member, we do member streams every single day of the week. It's sort of like an end-of-the-day debrief. We do Friday night streams as well. If you guys scramble and rush the 4,000 goal, not only will you get the Jar Jar Binks stream, I'll do a special stream this Friday night with Madam as well. I'll stream some old games in a heartbeat. That's fine with me. But the hot newness... Right, like if you're given the choice between playing the brand new game installed natively on your Series X and cloud on your television, which are you going to choose? Like which which are you going to choose? I, I'm always going to choose installed native. Now what Zubair is saying is actually a really interesting potential theory going on right now with cloud gaming. He says, I think our gaming software has grown in demands faster than our hardware hardware has grown in ability. So, I could conceive of a world where cloud gaming is able to surpass the hardware that you buy and put in your home. Why? Because it's a lot easier to give you access to a beastly, really strong machine than to get you to buy one. Does that make sense? Just fast forward in 15 years. Let's say cloud gaming is way better than it is now. Latency problems are are very minimal. They run great. Getting you to go to the store and buy like an $800 console would be unfathomable. Nobody would do that in great quantities. But if they can build a cloud infrastructure that gives you access to something that is tantamount to an $800 machine, that, that's a selling point. We're already seeing that narrative surface with GeForce Now. People are like, well, GeForce Now is going to be stronger than any PS5 Pro. And I'm like, okay. I, okay. 
I would much rather have the PS5 Pro and play native than hope I don't have any latency issues. But that narrative's already surfacing, and that will be a narrative point. Our cloud gaming is is twice as strong as the average console. Cloud gaming, twice as strong as the PlayStation 6. Xbox Cloud Gaming, or something like that. Something to that effect. They want to rent their hardware. Right. This, oh man, the stars are really aligning for me right now. This lines up so well with subscription model. Doesn't it? This lines up so well with subscription model. You don't own the games. You don't own the hardware. It's all just out there. You'll own nothing and like it. (laughs) That's the gaming of the future. You're basically, you know, you're basically renting the games and you're renting the hardware. Always play on the latest hardware with Game Pass Ultimate. There you go, right there. I'm telling you, I said it numerous times this morning. This could go really well for Microsoft. This could be huge for them. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of consumers being like, think about how many people do this with Netflix and stuff, right? You subscribe and you forget. (laughs) So, yeah, subscribe to, you know, our Game Pass Cloud Ultimate uh, subscription. It's, you know, $30 a month. You get access to the best game library. You get access to the best hardware. Imagine paying more for Game Pass to get access to stronger hardware. There's the people that are paying for like the Game Pass Cloud Basic and then there's like Game Pass Cloud Ultra and you're on faster servers, you're on better hardware. Do you see where this is going? You might look at it and that's awesome. I look at it and say, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want gaming treated in that way, dude. No. That's that that's value, but that's also potentially value destructive. Like the value is, oh man, I spend all this money and I get access to all this great stuff. I think I'm going to miss the days where I've got a nice piece of hardware in my living room and I buy a game for 70 bucks and that's the end of the matter. I said this a long time, not a long time ago. Forget how long ago it was. It was some time around when we were debating the Activision Blizzard case. And I said, there will come a time where you don't buy games from Microsoft. It will all be a subscription. The days of pay to play or, or, or pay to own or buy games or whatever, that'll be a thing of the past. You know, 2030, I don't know, maybe around 2030. They'll be like, yeah, no, we don't really sell games anymore. It's all it's all in the cloud. It's all it's all on Game Pass. That evolution sounds very, very plausible the more I think about it, and also just the way we see Microsoft investing. They're willing to constrain console distribution to push cloud. And then they push out a Starfield commercial that says no console required. Like if Starfield's not a console mover, then what game is a console mover? Rumor is that ABK Games will be paywalled behind a higher price tier of Game Pass as BRAP 
Lona, what you just described is similar to what Amazon do with buyers and sellers. Right? They'll end up spending more than you would buying it. That's how renting works. Butter says, you have to pay for a sub to get cloud, then pay for Game Pass. That's how it will end. And then when the servers are down, you can't play a single game. This is great. Yeah. Any internet outage... Any struggle with the servers and uh, and your games are toast. Can't play anything. Giving ownership rights for convenience and cheapness. Nah, fam. I'm out if that happens. We already kind of surrendered ownership to a certain degree. We did. As gamers, we don't generally own anything. We have licenses to play most of these games. You guys are... 40 members away from 3,600. If each day you guys bump that to the next, you'll be very, very close to the 4K. You could hit 3,600 a day and then 37 tomorrow. We only need 40 more. Y'all are crushing it. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Didn't Xbox just increase the price of Game Pass recently? Yes. Lars Hansen says, come on, boys. Let's do this. If we all link arm in arm, it takes it to 58. Listen, there's 823 of you here right now. I need like, I don't know, 10% of you to drop a single, single gifted. Just one. It's five bucks. Pay it forward, especially if you've been gifted a member in the past. Pay it forward to somebody else. You still own the license. Yes, but they can revoke it. Can't really revoke a disc back in the old days. Can't really revoke a cartridge. Parasito says, something to consider with cloud TV. Most TVs only have 100 Mbps network interfaces. 4K60 is up to 85 Mbps. Unless you have a $2,000 TV, you're going to be bottlenecked at your TV processor if you're trying to do 4K. And unless you're in an urbanized area, you're going to have garbage ping on top of bandwidth. Yo, Cardock Red drops a 10 spot. And we're one away from a nice number. 10 all the way up to 68. Thank you, Cardock Ren. And another one from Toolman. He says, I'll pay it forward. I'll gift a member. I've seen Toolman get a gifted today. And he says, I'll pay it forward to say thank you. Thank you, Toolman. 69 members on the day. Nice. What Parasito just said is incredibly interesting to me. So you could be facing a hardware bottleneck in the television itself if well more than likely wouldn't they or do you think they're even going to try they're not going to try to do 4k with this are they i wouldn't think they're going to try to do 4k streaming of starfield i'm unsubscribing this sucks he can't even accept constructive xbox arguments all about the cloud we don't have cloud down under well, Aegis McCracken, what have you said? I've not, me- I've not meant to ignore you. What have you said? I'll scroll up and read what you've said or restate it, brother. I don't ignore arguments. I've engaged with plenty of people today. I mean, a guy's telling me that PlayStation games are just prettier and bigger, you know? Got a little rant out of me. That's always fun. Aegis, I'm scrolling up. I don't see you saying anything. I'm literally looking for your name. Your name's easy to spot. I don't see it, bro. 
right? Restates your case. Like, I'd I'd love to hear what's your issue with my point. My point has been that cloud is the focus and moving away from console as the brand identity is what they're doing. Gifted member from Monet, thank you so much. We have emails from Phil Spencer confirming that this is what they're doing. So, I mean, I, I get, I, maybe you want to argue with that. Phil Spencer saying they're willing to constrain volume of console distribution to invest in cloud. The hardware of the TV itself could be a problem, says Kratopsy. The SOC needs the resources available or to be powerful enough to decode the information coming in from the cloud. William Lewis with a $5 Super Chat tip. There is a workaround for the 100 MB TV network connection. If it has a USB port, you can plug in a 1 gig network dongle to get past it. How many people do you think are going to do that, though, William? Aegis says, I have to go back up. Homie, I will never ignore someone that argues with me. Like, people coming in and arguing with me are worth their weight in gold. They're worth their weight in gold. The people that come in and insult me, they're either too stupid to know that that's not an argument, or they're just being unkind. I don't engage with people that insult me. That That's not an argument. Paris says you can't do that. What, the dongle thing? Samsung's didn't think about this. A TV that supports all cloud gaming services. Sony TVs and PS Now for a long time. This isn't a problem for current or future TVs. I'm getting hyped for Starfield. I'm letting myself believe it's going to be awesome. Well, I mean... In my, in my opening monologue, I said numerous times, none of this makes me concerned about Starfield. I have my own concerns about Starfield. This commercial, more to me, cemented the evolution of Xbox. Can you define next-gen power? I don't have to define next-gen power. Microsoft did in their Project Scarlet and Series X marketing. 4K gaming. They said native 4K gaming. Up to 120 FPS. Instantaneous load times ray tracing these are all things they marketed as next gen are you getting that consistently from your from your big first party releases I, you want to go back and update old games to 120 I'm, I'm not talking about that that's not what they were talking about in the marketing he's saying some countries don't get good connection don't be mad at me if this is where things are going If this is where things are going, don't be mad at me. I'm not the one that did this. It's Microsoft's choice. And again, I think they're thinking 15 years down the line. I don't think they're thinking about right now. Think of of this from a completely different angle. I said a lot of times this morning that it's a big risk to let people play Starfield on cloud through their television because if they have a bad experience they're just going to assume something's wrong with the game or something's wrong with your service but there's value in being sort of the first gaming ecosystem on TVs think about it in five years you'll be like oh yeah Xbox man Xbox Game Pass yeah that's on my TV it's been on my TV for a while It'll become normal to you. 
Do you even question it now when you turn on a television whether or not it'll have Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, and Hulu on it? Do you ever? Do you don't even question it? Do you? You're just like, oh yeah, that'll be there. I'll be able to do that. My my kiddos are growing up in this generation where they just think a screen can do all those things. I've got an extra monitor in my entertainment room, and my son's like, oh, there's an extra TV down there. Can I have it in my room to watch shows? And I was like. He, he just assumes that that screen can do those things. So, fast forward 10 years from now, everyone's just going to assume, oh yeah, my television can access Game Pass. That's a nice win for Microsoft. So, even if in these early years it doesn't run very well, it's still a win for them if it's just this assumed thing. It's like, oh yeah... Game Pass is just on my TV. Oh, that new game's coming out. Oh, I can play it on. I can play it on Game Pass. Yeah, I just saw a commercial in my little bar there. There's always that little sponsored section. Oh yeah, there's a little bar there. I can play that game right now. That, that's a huge win for Xbox. But that evolution to their games, to their identity, their sort of abandonment of console, that's not something that I want as a, as a consumer. That's why I'm sitting here saying, this might be a huge win for you. I don't see it as a huge win for me. See, they, if you actually come and engage with me and have a conversation, you'll see, like, I'm not an Xbox hater. I've... I've got my Xbox, I've got my games, my kids plan it all the time, but I see what they're doing and I'm thinking, ah, that's that's not what I value. I don't I don't value that. Like I'm not a Netflix hater if I cancel Netflix because it no longer has Marvel movies, Star Wars movies and The Office. Well, you're just a Netflix hater. No, their business changed. Their offer changed, so I went somewhere else. If Xbox evolves and changes into more of an ecosystem, me no longer engaging with them doesn't make me a hater. It's like no, I don't, I don't value what they're doing. I, I value more what's going on over here. So much like the other game you used to play, now our console provide provider is catering to the wrong crowd how many hardcore gamers will use this service I don't think they're worried about the hardcore gamers homie Microsoft's not worried about the hardcore gamers uh uh-uh. uh no nope they lost that war man hardcore gamers are on PC and Playstation 5 that's where the hardcore gamers are they, they lost that fight I think they're focused on the, the farthest reach they can get to say we are everywhere if you want to play games game pass you want to play games when you're at the bus stop you want to play games when you're at work you want to play games when you're at your aunt's house you want to play games when you're at home you want to play games on your television you want to play games on your pc we're everywhere dude and for x amount of dollars a month you get you know these 10 things five things it'll all be tiered likely like i think they'll have tiers of the number of games you can get, right? Because that Activision stuff's going to be pretty primo. You know, faster cloud connections, stronger cloud devices, things like that. 
Evidence with eight months of membership. The Sony Bravia TVs were advertising with PS Now, so this has been done before. Uh, Behemoth with 29 months and a VIP Plus. I'd like to thank you for the amazing content. Thank you, Behemoth. I appreciate that very, very much. Unpopular opinion. I would rather have a good game than good graphics. Good graphics are amazing, but if the gameplay story are garbage, then it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I, I agree with that. But I also think performance is not the same as graphics right oh this game's really fun what's performance like well 30 fps like i'll tell you right now i was playing final fantasy 16 last night and i just love the combat and i love the cutscenes. but when i have to run around not in combat and i'm not getting 60 and it's like jittery and shaky i'm like ugh. So performance is not quite the same as graphics. Those, I, In my mind, those are separate categories. Aegis McCracken says, Your ecosystem future is Xbox or PC has changed from Scarlet because times have changed. Cost of living, game cost, expensive PCs, but bringing affordable games back to consumers is the reason for the Xbox Series S rule, the XS rule. I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Aegis, but I'm going to push back with just stats. Hardware sales are booming for PlayStation. Day one, week one purchases for games are booming right now. Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16 had an 8% attach rate in its first week. Only 38 million consoles in circulation at the time. That's incredible. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Insane numbers. Like 18 million out of 120 million Switch owners. Like, every sixth person that owns a Nintendo Switch bought Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Hogwarts Legacy sold like crazy, and it's not done yet. It's coming to Switch. Like, I see what you're saying, but I also see the market responding more strongly to expensive hardware and day one, week one purchases of games. And subscription services are going down. So... I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't necessarily true. I think there's there's portions of the market that are looking for low low entrance cost gaming, but I also think there are tons of people that are saying, "No, I'll pay seventy dollars. No, I'll buy expensive hardware." I'm telling you, I'm this type of consumer. I don't care about the the, the other type of consumer. If that's what they want to buy, that's what they want to prize. 8% is trash. You think an 8% attach rate during the first week of a game's launch is trash. Really? <laughs> yeah, and there are no PSVR 2 games, Butters, but July's most downloaded PlayStation games revealed and Synapse is on there. <laughs> Where's your Atlas Fallen review? The embargo drops at 2 p.m. Eastern today. 8%'s 1 in 12. Is it? Like, that's such a good. The, the, the first week the game comes out, and you're getting like one in every like 12 owner of the console buys the game. That's it. That's an amazing attach rate. Are you kidding me? 
5% plus is unrealistic for 98% of games. You, again, I just think people speak out of turn. It's like, can you imagine making a game and selling to, you know, 38 million people and they come back and tell you, uh, sales reports are in, boss. It's been seven days and we have an 8% attach rate. Oh, it's garbage. They'd be like, huh? <laughs> what? What are you saying? <laughs> that's inc- That's incredible. That's just the first week. That's not the first month. That's not lifetime. That's the first week. Uh, Breath of the Wild was 31 million in six years time. Tears of the Kingdom sold 18 million in two months time. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is nuts. It's absolutely nuts how many it sold. It's just insane. I just looking down your nose at 3 million in sales in the first week of a game is just insanity to me. That's insanity to me. When Metroid Dread sold 3 million out of like 100 million Nintendo Switches, people said that's incredible. It's the fastest selling, highest selling Metroid game ever. It was celebrated. That was 3 million out of 100 million or so Switches. When you see the same number, 3 million, out of a much smaller user base of 38 million, and you're like, yeah, that's garbage, you're talking out of your rear end. That's not true at all. Didn't Square Enix say they didn't hit their expectations? No, that's a false headline that people are running with because people are liars. They said they hit their targets. The high end of their targets they missed... So whenever you have targets, you have the target, and then you have like the high-end target. Like It's like having a goal and a stretch goal. So if I tell you guys, we have a goal this month of 4,000 members, we have a stretch goal of 4,500. And I say, yeah, we hit the goal of 4,000 members, but we fell short of our stretch goal. Now if you ran with the headline, Reforge Gaming misses member goal, it would be a false headline. It's like, no. like I hit my goal. I missed my stretch goal. So people took one sentence, twisted it, and misrepresented it. They said, oh, they, they, they had high expectations and they missed, them. they missed the mark. And it's like, no, they hit their expectations. Their higher level of the expectations, the high expectations, they didn't get to that level. There's always a spectrum of expectations. There's the low end, there's the middle, and then there's the high end. They miss the high end. Like, that's not an alarming thing or a problem. It's like, yeah, well... We landed in the middle. People saying 8% is bad. They have to be young. FH5 sold like 5 million before launch, didn't it? FH5? FH5. Why do I not know? That game is not triggering in my brain. Metroid's more niche than Final Fantasy. Yeah, but Metroid had a much larger install base to land on, brother. Metroid on Nintendo? You think Metroid on Nintendo is niche? You think that? Oh, Forza Horizon 5, sorry. Forza Horizon 5. Um, I actually don't know the stats on Forza, but I do know it was one of the better selling games. And that was also the game that Phil Spencer cited and said Game Pass increased its sales. Well, 
Three years later, Game Pass doesn't increase sales. But Phil Spencer claimed that in 2020. It w- or was it, it was, yeah, it was 2020 when he said that, I believe. Nintendo's killing PlayStation, but you're referring to prettier games, performance. Nintendo's handheld and docked TV. Xbox is focusing on merging the PC and the Xbox market. It's the reason they buy Bethesda. Well, no, that's not what they said. They said that the reason they bought Bethesda is because they saw a continued flow of games going to PlayStation 5 uh, exclusivity, and they didn't want that to happen with Starfield. That was admitted during the FTC hearing. They literally went to the parent company of Bethesda and said, we want to buy you because of the, the value of Bethesda's property continuing to go to Sony uh, as an exclusive or time exclusive. Microsoft quite literally admitted that they couldn't let that continue to happen. Like, you gotta really think about the power of a company like that. The fact that they saw, oh man, a company with way less money than us keeps getting these exclusivities. Well, I just buy the parent company. Put a stop to that. <laughs> Imagine being Bethesda. That wasn't your decision, by the way. Everybody completely forgets about that. It was Zenimax that got purchased. Bethesda's just along for the ride. And their game that they've worked 16 years on or however long on, it's been a vision, it's been a dream of Bethesda's. Just read Pete Hines' emails and ask the question. Just how good do you think this game's gonna be when it comes out with respect to performance? I think this poor game has been drugged through the ringer with this entire process. I'm extremely concerned about it. Pete Hines was not happy it was pulled from PS5. Yeah, well, when Fallout 4 week one physical sales are grossly larger on PlayStation, cutting off that platform probably did not feel good at all to Bethesda because their games have done well on PlayStation. And working on Starfield all this time and and then hearing that like, no, 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 you're not going over there. That definitely did not feel good. There's no way that the people that Bethesda celebrated that. Zenimax was in financial trouble because of their debt load. Microsoft offered them a way out. Right, and Bethesda has no say in that. Like that that's the parent company. Bethesda can't Bethesda can't do anything about that. They they had no say in the matter. They just got drugged through this. I actually feel extremely bad for Bethesda. I cannot imagine having your passion project used in this way. I just, it's just got to be absolutely, uh, it's got to be infuriating. I, I would be absolutely furious that I've been working on this game. We've been envisioning this game for all this time. And just three years ago, this happened. You got to think about where they were in the dev cycle and what that means for this game. Like I just, I've, I still have extreme extreme concerns uh, about that game. My resub message is getting lost in a good conversation. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hang on. Parasito. Series S on cloud also explains the XS parity requirement from Microsoft. Thanks for nine months in a VIP. Parasito. Microsoft Bethesda. Bro, Fallout 4 and Skyrim both had massive performance issues when they launched and still got 9s and 10s. How has that changed now? Just because Microsoft bought Bethesda? Um, no. I think people overstate the problems with 
Skyrim and Fallout 4 when they launched. I think people overstate them. I also think we were at a different time. Like Skyrim was generational. We had never had a game. We had never had a game like that before. But now if you were to launch a game like Skyrim, you know, big open world RPG, and if it's like glitchy and buggy and has problems, I think people are a lot less forgiving. It's like they're they're way less tolerant of that. See, I don't think you can make those comparisons. I think it's a completely fine question to ask, but you have to consider the timeline. Like, don't be ignorant of the chronology here, okay? Chronologically, gaming back then, like, Skyrim was groundbreaking. So the bugs and the glitches get sort of overshadowed by that. That doesn't happen now, I didn't have major issues with Fallout 4. I played it on an Xbox. I had no issues with it. I, I, I know people always want to say it was terrible and that these games were saved by the modders, and I'm always like, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that. What in it, from where I sit, from where I sit, those games had issues. Those games had problems. Sure. However, I, gen, I genuinely think that people overstate them. I also think that when games come out now and they're glitchy and they're buggy, we're a lot less forgiving. Ask me how much I played Jedi Survivor on my PlayStation 5. Ask me, and I will tell you I've barely played it. I haven't gone back, and not until they fix it. Why? There's too many games to play, bro. <laughs> you think I'm going to play your game when it's running like that? Seriously? I got other games I can play. I can play Remnant 2. I can play Synapse. I can play Final Fantasy 16. What What are you talking about? It'll probably be a better game even though it's sad it's console war fodder. Probably be a better game compared to what, uh, Joseph F? You're not excited for Starfield? You don't think this... You were trying to... You, you cut yourself off. I am excited for Starfield. Listen, this this is where I think it's extremely hard to have conversations about video games these days, right? DM Diablo recently talked about it. Asmongold replied, uh, reacted to the video, okay? It's impossible to have conversations about video games right now because as soon as I say anything critical about Xbox or Starfield, I am a Sony pony corporate riding loser, you, you'll ignore 40 to 50 talk shows about Starfield where I've defended it, I've talked about how excited I am, I can't wait to play it, right? You'll ignore all that content. Well, why? Because, like, you, you, literally, you literally cannot conceive of anybody being critical of the game. So I'm sitting here saying, like, listen, listen, I, like, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's awesome. I have significant concerns about performance. I have really big concerns about what getting acquired by Microsoft did to the development of this game because they were never considering going to Xbox as, as an exclusive title. They were really looking forward to being on PlayStation, if you look at Pete Hines' email. So... I can be extremely excited, but then concerned. I can point out the fact that, like, even the way they're marketing it, it seems like, yeah, you're kind of using this game to to promote your evolution as a as a platform into an ecosystem. And I, 
last year, Todd Howard felt pressure to move consoles with this game. I don't see this thing moving consoles. There's no Starfield bundle. There's no Starfield console. At the same time, says Joseph F., they uh, got longer to work on Starfield than they would have otherwise. Well, we don't know that. We, we don't know that. You think they have a secret PS5 build of Starfield in a small office in the corner somewhere? People always make fun of me for this. I'm telling you, man, there's a version of that game still there. I'm, I'm telling you, they're holding on to that just in case. I don't think it's coming to PlayStation. But I think they gave themselves an out. If you look at the marketing language, this, the, the, there's been three times that they've talked about you, the, the, whatever the language was. I did a video on this a long time ago. It's, what, it's the first thing that Alex, oh no, it's Alex ever reacted to of mine. And I was like, they're giving themselves an out here. The language seems, it, they're, they're talking about this like it's a timed exclusive. And I, I, I think they're giving themselves an out because they know how well Fallout 4 sold on PlayStation. So they're giving themselves an option here. That doesn't mean they're going to take it. That doesn't mean they're going to take that option. But I, I seriously think they left that door open for a very, very possible walkthrough a year and a half later or so. It's three years out of date, but the, uh, at this point, the build still exists. I know you have issues on performances, Aegis McCracken, but looking technically, it's the first time tile-based procedural generation has been used in a game since Arena or Daggerfall. I think this game will be revolutionary. Well, here's the thing, Aegis. When I was playing through Horizon Forbidden West, I definitely noticed the cinematic lighting. But eventually I was just playing the game. And sure, there were times I took screenshots and times I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of the prettiest games I've ever played. Right? When you tell me this is the first time they're ever using tile-based procedural generation, I'm not being dismissive. I don't give a frick about that. When I'm playing, I'm not taking a screenshot of tile-based procedural generation. I can take a screenshot of really cool lighting. I can be like, wow, look at that sunset. But I'm never going to be like, bro, 30 FPS, okay. I, but at least I'm getting this tile-based procedural generation. Because that's the, the cat's meow. Like, I, you see what I'm saying? It's like, what am I supposed to do with that? That doesn't do anything for the consumer if the game's running all jittery and bad frames. Okay. Oh, y'all going... Obviously. Okay. (laughs) Do we not remember what Phil said? Starfield was going to ship before the November date? Yes, and that's two years after being acquired, Lone Wolf. You cannot presume that because of Microsoft, they got to work on this game longer. Because of Microsoft, maybe they needed to work on the game longer. 
there's no way to know. It's like, well, maybe when Microsoft bought them and insisted on parity between the platforms, they were like, we, we, we've not built this game for that. Are you freaking kidding me? It's not, though. It's the reason why it's being locked. They've not come out and said that, Aegis McCracken. Have, have the developers come out and said, well, the reason this game is locked at 30 FPS is because of tile-based procedural generation? Have they said that? Everybody's thrown out theories. There's people that says it's hard drive intensive. It's CPU intensive. There's people that said it's the, it's the perpetual items. It's the item persistence. That's, that's why it's capped at 30 FPS. Nobody knows. Everybody's guessing. And everyone's guess is about as educated and as good as the next guess. We don't know why it's capped at 30. I think it depends on the game for acceptable bugs, says Russell Stewart. Generally, it does seem like we are less tolerant, but a game obviously made with passion like Baldur's Gate 3 has bugs that are dismissed. I think of it this way, Russell. If you're giving me just quality after quality after quality point, and the scale's like, bink, and then you're like, well, there's this bug, this bug, this bug, and this bug. You know, the scale barely moves. That's always going to be the issue in my mind. My Atlas Fallen review today, I'll touch on that. I'll touch on performance, gameplay, content loop. I'll weigh all of that in my review. Because I do think when you approach a game, you have to consider, are the bugs immersion-breaking, disruptive? Are they detracting from the value in enough of a way? Like Jedi Survivor. Yep. The bugs and the glitches, absolutely not. No. This is game-breaking. It's hitching. It's stuttering. I have screen-tearing. It looks and runs terribly. I'm not playing this. It's not like, okay, yeah, I was playing for 45 minutes. I had a little hitch here and there. I think it's I think it's different. Uh, my understanding of the big difference is that the PS5 graphics API is proprietary while the DirectX box is based on DirectX. If you have good translation software, it might not be crazy work. Why does the whole Xbox identity revolve around a new IP? Even if Starfield is the best game of the decade, it doesn't fix any of their other issues, says Mario. What does it say about the Series S? It can't even run Baldur's Gate 3 smoothly. I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know how we keep reading headlines and not grow, and, and, and not grow more and more concerned about this, this generation from Xbox. Like, so you got Baldur's Gate 3. We have explicit tweets from Larian explicitly stating Series S, split screen, it's that's the problem. Now, I know people tried to lie and tried to say, no, 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 they didn't say that. They said it was, uh, they didn't have enough people, right? They didn't have enough people. The guy from Larian literally tweeted the following on July 31st. He says, we've said many times in the past that the issue is getting split screen working on the series s which is taking more time but is in progress this is a huge technical hurdle but we are unable to release the game on the ecosystem without this feature okay 
You got all these liars out here being like, no, no, no. They said it wasn't a, it wasn't a technical problem. It wasn't a hurdle. That's not the Series S. It's that they don't have enough people. Good golly. How do you not break your own neck doing logical backflips and just lying to yourself and the public? Now, you hear that. And then, you also hear just yesterday avowed started as a co-op game and guess what they cut co-op it's now a single player game did you see anything in the avowed trailer that looked you know really graphically demanding did did you i didn't i saw a huge graphical downgrade from the first trailer. It was cinematic. Sure. So you've got Baldur's Gate 3, and now you have a first-party title saying, yeah, it was going to be co-op. And uh, it's not anymore. It's now a single-player game. Oh, and don't forget Halo Infinite. Scrapping and canceling split-screen. Are you seeing a pattern emerge here? Are you? I am. It seems somewhere over there, there's a problem with split screen, with co-op. I, I don't know how you look at that and not think, oh boy. Good. Obsidian was going co-op and went single-player. Good. Good for you. Not for me. I love co-op games. I love co-op games, dude. They were going to make co-op because that was the type of game Zenimax was looking for. They made the choice. Sure. Sure. So did 343. They made the choice, yeah, to, to, to change direction. Sure. And so did 343. Yeah. And I'm sure that the Series S had nothing to do with it. I'm sure. Did they say when they made the choice? When when what time was it? What's the what's the timeline on the choice? I'm just curious. Did they say what year it was? Just, I'm just interested. I'm just interested when they started developing the game and when they switched. 2022? I mean, because they were acquired in 2018. I'm just interested. It changed the development pipelines or something. It was to do with quest building and that their expertise didn't line up. I really hope and pray that's the real reason that that happened with Avowed. I really do. 
I hope that it was like literally their own decision and they were like, this isn't going to work. We're not really good at this. Let's just go single player. I really and truly hope that's the reason. Because if not, it's one more game that was like, we've got to cut that. One more game. Underneath. Well, not underneath. It's one more game that's like, yeah, if we're going to be over here, we can't do that. Halo Infinite played great. Did you play through it? What does that have to do with cutting features? What does that have to do with missing features at launch? What does that have to do with bugs and playlists that didn't work at launch? Campaign was fine. It wasn't bad. The guns felt good. I did community game nights with it. I thought there were aspects of Halo that felt very good. But there was a ton more wrong with it. Like, just yesterday, I covered Modern Warfare 3. Modern Warfare 2 felt really good. The guns felt great. I really liked the campaign and the sound design and the way the guns felt and the way that hit detection worked. I thought it all felt very, very good. But then it became clear that the game wasn't ready. There were bugs, there were glitches, there were problems, there were things that like literally launched and just didn't work, like Spec Ops. So... Just because, like, oh yeah, man, Modern, Modern Warfare it, it two felt pretty good, man. Halo felt pretty good, but both games it was very clear that they weren't ready. They weren't ready to launch. They were super rough. Like that's that's the issue I think sometimes is like people are like, well, the game was fine. It's like, well, n- not really. Hanging out until a weird NDA time expires. Yeah, two p.m. is so awkward. Hush, Starfield's going to be amazing. I don't know if you're talking to me. I'm not saying Starfield won't be amazing. It's always going to come down to these games. Are they ready? Are they polished? Jedi Survivor is a great example. Totally not ready to launch. That thing needed another probably six to nine months to be ready. I'm an enormous Star Wars fan. I'm not gonna sit here and overlook it and just act like it's no big deal that's 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 not that's not something that is interesting to me like to be like well I'm gonna I'm gonna overlook these problems and these issues you should get people from discord to discuss these different issues with you I have zero interest in doing that people keep suggesting that I did it in the past, and it was always the same four people, because a lot of the people that listen to me are working and can't quote-unquote call in. So it's always the same four people. And then you got somebody's mic crackling, echoing, wind. No. I have no interest in that. If people want to do that with their content, great. I have no desire to do that with my content. The show is me and a live chat back and forth at length. You know. I, I know that people will come in on alt accounts and say, well, he won't do that because, you know, he's scared or whatever. It's like, no, it's because I value the content too much. This episode hits Spotify. It hits multiple podcast outlets. And the last thing I want to do is get somebody who's like, yeah, man, I was just thinking about this while I'm going on my way to work, man. Yeah, I was thinking about Call of Duty. It's like, no, I'm, I'm good, dude. I don't, I don't need that. I did that 
and it was because of the time of day it was always the same three or four people and it just turned into hey it's time for that daily segment where these co-hosts come on and say stuff it, it wasn't good content I had people leave they didn't like it the, the, the content response was always really rough when I had people call in you also can't control people swear or use slurs well, yeah, there's that too. Like, look how many people get gifted members and they're literally a hater with a six-day-old a six day old account. A two-spot from Aegis McCracken. Enjoy, Junior Burger. Thanks for responding. Hey, man, you were getting ready to bail. I, I, dude, I'll always, I'll always have a back and forth with people. I think it's enjoyable. I love having disagreements and discussions. You know, if people are respectful, it can make for a really, really good way to pass the time. Yeah, we had a guy that would just, you know, meander and, you know, he's talking about cleaning out his closet and stuff. Yeah, you get all kind of weirdness, you know. And it's really easy for somebody to get a gifted member who's a toxic piece of human garbage and then they hop on the mic and drop a slur and now I've got to either delete my entire broadcast or edit that part out, right? Do you think Bethesda will ever have enough money to buy their way out from Microsoft like Bungie did back in the day to become independent? I don't know how that would even what that would even look like because they bought Zenimax. So yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, I don't actually know what that would even look like financially. You'd have to ask somebody that understands that type of a process. Breaking MW2 to MW3 carry forward. All MW2 bundles, weapons, and operators will carry over. All MW2 weapons will maintain their level status, including camos and attachments. Double XP tokens from MW2 will be available to use at MW3. Gee, I wonder why. Because it's not a new game. It's DLC. You get to me a membership, but I enjoy the open discussion, and I'm now a fan of the channel. Yeah, it's it's... Everybody's brand is different. That everybody's brand is different. This is my brand. This is what I do, right? It's not surprising to me that I saw people on Twitter yesterday making fun of me for talking about my brand and how this is a business. It's not surprising that people with no integrity who lie to their audiences and mislead people and are dishonest, it's not surprising that they don't think of their YouTube and what they do as a brand and a business because they treat it with disrespect. It's not shocking at all. You don't respect yourself or your audience. So it's not surprising at all that you think it's comical that I refer to this as a business and a brand. You know, when you don't have integrity and character and you're just a liar, well, of course you don't think of it as a brand or a business because you don't respect it like it's one. You're willing to completely sell out and just lie to folks. It's like, oh, I don't care if it damages my credibility because you're not treating it like a business. You're not treating it like a brand. You're just click farming. Like, channels like that come and go. There's no endurance there. <laughs> There's no endurance there, man. Lono, well, I always credit you for conducting your channel as a business and being professional, so I agree with you. Not allow random guests to join in. I've seen people do it to great success, but you it has to be your brand. It kind of has to be what you're selling, what you're doing. 
That's just not what I do. It's like, I'm not having people call in. That's just not what we do here, you know? <laughs> Quit giving me fake thumbnails, creature. I end up saving them. I'm, I'm in the middle of stuff. Make real thumbs. Made a fake thumbnail. Waiting on a weird embargo. <laughs> you troll. Cody Biscuits with 15 months of membership. Halo Infinite did not play great, and I was a huge fan, i.e. Big Team Battle. I don't understand why anyone wants to become independent in the gaming industry, uh, i.e. BTB. What? What are you talking about? BTB, Big Team Battle? Who are you talking about? They need a person riding the sensor button. Yeah, it's just not, this is just not the day and age for that. You can't just do open mic. You can't. It's, you can't do that. I found you very easy to get along with while watching, and how you keep your cool through it all is beyond what I could do. I mean, I certainly have my moments of irritation. I'm a human being who streams in front of a live audience for two and a half hours, roughly every day, and then I go over and hang out with members. So obviously there's moments where I, you know, I get irritated and and rant or whatever, but I've even tried to tone that down. I've tried to make that more entertaining than like, this guy's losing his grip. It's like, nah, I'm just having fun. I'm ranting and raving. Like earlier, I was like, that's the point, right? When I was debating Jake. And Jake's got a red badge, you know? He's that, That's a two-year badge, you know? But I'm yelling at him. Why? That's fun. It's fun to get wound up sometimes and, you know, go on a little rant. Who cares, you know? it's 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 not like we're actually taking shots at each other it's you know it's entertaining yeah michael does life does call-ins right 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 and that's kind of you know that's kind of his brand you know he kind of trolls people and tells people the game is garbage and you know and they all want to come in and they all and they want to debate him i mean that's 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 not what i'm doing I'm, I'm, i'm not doing that that is not something that I have any interest in. Rissick with 23 months and a VIP gold. Man, time flies. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Rissick nearing the red badge. Jake says, hey, I love it here. Would you ever consider uh, colliding with people by going over to their channels? Uh, there are segment ideas that we have that could be really fun. Creature and I were brainstorming last night. I'm not going to tell you what the segment is, but we were brainstorming last night about some segments that could include other people, and I want it to be fun. I want it to be positive content. I'm not going to try and, like, drama click farm and be like, oh, I'm going to debate this person and call him an idiot. Like, that's just never going to be what we do here. But I do think we have plenty of people that would be willing to jump on the show and make some really fun content with. We've already got some pretty good ideas. So we'll 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 kind of shop it a little bit more, we'll massage it, and then we'll approach some people and then we'll we'll you know we'll see what happens. We remember what Microsoft did to confuse the format wars. Sony can't allow Microsoft to forge their own path with hardware and end generations. Launch hardware in the same window with Xbox hardware has been the winning strategy. Right, and I think, I really mean this, I think the PS5 Pro is going to be a turning point. Right now, I'm seeing all signs that Microsoft's going 
way out here. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very different path. Ecosystem. They're leaving console behind. Okay. That doesn't mean no more consoles. But they're leaving console behind like as an identity. Okay. I see that as, as being just sort of evidence in the things we've learned just this year. All right, Series S. Right. Not just Series S, Series X deprioritized internal emails. You know, they're willing to constrain their console saturation for cloud. Okay. I see the PS5 Pro as a very distinct moment where it'll be blatantly obvious that these companies have vastly different approaches. You'll have one company pushing hardware, pushing next-gen, pushing power. You'll have another company pushing ecosystem. One person, one company saying, no console required. The other company is saying, buy our latest hardware. Very, very, very different approaches. Is one better than the other? It's all dependent upon the consumer. If you're a consumer that values both or leans one way or the other, that's great for you. You know exactly what you're getting when you buy into these companies now. Tattoos with 23 months. There's two things that I need while I'm working. Reforge Roast and Lono in the background. Yeah, I've not mentioned Reforge Roast at all today. If you guys are not aware of this, I didn't even pull it into the frame. Oh my gosh. Creature's going to be fuming mad about that. Um... If you're not aware, we do have our own coffee. This is not a sponsor. We have this brewed, I'm sorry, roasted and bagged and shipped to us. It's pre-ground coffee. The light roast is currently in process. It's a tear and reseal bag. It's got balanced acidity. If you are a coffee drinker and you've never tried coffee with balanced acidity, try out Reforge Roast. If you're like, I don't really like dark roast. This is not like a Komodo dragon. This is a very tame, very drinkable, very smooth light roast. I'm sorry, dark roast. And again, the balance acidity, there's there's like no bitterness at all in this coffee. It's wonderful. So, what I was just saying, though, I think that's where some of the frustration's coming from, and that's why people think you're just a Sony pony, you're just an Xbox hater, okay? Everything I just described, Sony's taking this approach, and Xbox is taking this approach. To deny that their approach is... It's pre-ground. Yeah, it's not whole bean. To deny they're having different approaches is ignorant. Question is, do you actually drink it? Yeah, I've been drinking it all morning. My wife's favorite is our holiday blend. Her second favorite is the dark roast. She drinks it every day as well. To deny their approaches are different, I think, would just be ignorant. They're not approaching this the same at all. To the point that, like, some people will even say, oh, PlayStation's scared, PlayStation's scared, man, Game Pass, blah, 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 blah. They're not scared. They're taking very different approaches. I feel that this generation, I didn't anticipate this. So as it's come to fruition, here we are three years into the gen, and I'm like... Microsoft's not really prioritizing the Series X. They're not prioritizing next gen. They're not prioritizing power. My dissatisfaction with that, I think, is totally fair. I think it's totally fair. 
in the same light, if you go over to PlayStation 5 and you're like, I don't really like third-person action-adventure games. Okay, well, you're probably not going to have a good time over here. Okay. Your preferences aren't going to land over here. That doesn't make... That doesn't make PlayStation bad. That doesn't make PlayStation not good. It means they don't appeal to you. Right? They don't appeal to you. They are in a different... They're in a different lane of strategy. They're in a different lane of value. Why do you think... Why do we think they don't prioritize power? Where have they talked about it? Since the Series S launched, have you ever seen Microsoft talk about power anymore? Did they talk about, here, look at this game. It shows off the most powerful console. Did they showcase the, the power of the Series X during their showcase this year? Did they? Did they talk about, look at this game running right now on the Series X. Look at the power, the world's most powerful console. Have, did, did they do anything with that this year at all? No, they didn't. What'd they do? They announced the Series S with a larger hard drive and said, we've heard your feedback on two fronts. There's not enough Series X's out there. We're going to fix that. And you guys need more storage on the Series S. What? Again, there was no focus on power. There was no focus on anything with next gen. Forza? Yeah, three years ago. Like I said, since the Series S launched, once we got out of 2020, once we got, you know, halfway through 2021, once you're, once Forza's behind, when where do they talk about power? Where do they show off next-gen strength? Not only that, if they were prioritizing power, why did they allocate more raw materials and resources for cloud over Series X? Why are there emails from Phil Spencer saying, we will constrain console volume for cloud? That doesn't sound like they're prioritizing power at all. It sounds like they're prioritizing ecosystem. Is that wrong or bad? No, but it's not what I thought I was buying into. My expectations have been frustrated. <clears throat> Hellblade looked awesome and we got to see Series X gameplay. They didn't say anything about Series X gameplay. My point is more fair as in not talking about yourself. I'm talking about the entire gaming community and what they may be going through. Your v- viewpoint is entirely self-centered. So, so your viewpoint's not self-centered. You think you speak for the entire gaming community. That's hilarious. The hubris is just stunning. You think you speak for the entire gaming community. Have you seen any of the stats? The gaming community is not responding to what you're responding to. The gaming community is flocking to the PlayStation 5 2 to 1. The gaming community is spending more on day one, week one game launches at full price than they're spending on subscription services. Subscription services trending down. PlayStation 5 hardware sales up. Xbox hardware sales down. Day one, week sales up. The gaming community seems to be responding to the same things that I respond to. I don't want subservice gaming. I, I want, I want day one launches. I want to buy value. The economy is wholly jacked. That also includes gamers, huh? 
I don't understand what you're saying. PlayStation Plus Premium comes with cloud streaming also. I think within a year to 18 months, you'll be able to play far more PS5 games without the need of the console. I just don't think you're going to see Sony pushing the envelope of no console required, no console needed. I I don't think so. And to say the economy is jacked, what are you talking about? Gaming revenue has never is is having a moment. A huge turning point is happening this year. All analysts are pointing it out. All the analysts are pointing out the fact that gaming revenue, sales, hardware, all of it, it's all having a massive turnaround moment. We haven't had this level of gaming revenue generation in a really long time. So I don't know what economy you're talking about. What 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 economy are you referring to? You need PS5 to stream PS5 games. I think what he's predicting is that PlayStation will move to the point where you can like stream the games on other devices as well, like a like a PC or something. I continue to think that they're never going to do that at the cost of Is that a, something in my hair? I have something in my hair. Oh, I got. I was like, "What is that?" I know I have like white streaks of white hair, but I was like, "Something in my hair." I think with the move to cross-play, cross-save, the console community as a whole will move one of two ways. Best hardware or cheapest hardware. Record-breaking months since 2008, and 2008 was an anomaly. Right, like, we're having really good moment. Like the gaming, the gaming world is doing very well right now. It really, really is. I don't even agree with that necessarily, uh, Ragnarok. That it's going to be one of two ways, like best hardware, cheapest hardware. I think it's going to be best, best hardware, top price or whatever. But also, you're going to see people do just low entrance sub. Like they're going to view it in that way. Like, well, no, this is way more affordable. New subscribers. So to keep this short and simple, game pr- prices are legit, taking into account inflation. But this new star, but is this new Starfield worth buying? Oh, I don't know. I think Starfield will deliver a world-class RPG experience, but I worry about performance getting in the way. I, I think that's such a fair take. There are performance issues in the Starfield Direct. There are performance issues in when they showed us stuff when it first showed itself last year. DK Baker coming in with a gifted member. So close to 3,600 members. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. Strat, take that economy narrative to a political narrative? Oh, you're right. The economy's doing amazing right now. Okay, we're passing in the night, Strat. We're passing in the night. I'm not talking about the United States economy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the gaming economy. 
Super Gaming with the go-ahead and the Agent of Chaos bumps us to 76. Rolling it over to the next goal of 100. Thank you guys so, so much. If you guys can hit 100, I will gift... 20 members during the Atlas Fallen review that will premiere in about an hour and a half. I'm going to go hang out with members here in a moment. It's a great time to become a member. Actually, yeah, I'll do it during the review. The U.S. economy is doing really well. Change your news sources, says Eugene. Yeah, I don't pay attention to U.S. or world news. I am way too busy, and I just don't care <laughs> it's generally not an enjoyable experience so i i was talking about all of the analyzation and reports that i'm seeing for gaming the gaming economy gaming revenue game sales hardware all of that we're everything's going in a really great direction javier Cotto comes in with a 10 spot and bumps it to 86 thank you so much javier I'm confused as to why you think the economy is doing poorly and why you think it's okay to talk about it on a gaming channel. <laughs> if you guys get a gifted member, you can continue hanging out with me in a little bit. We're going to go into a bit of a waiting room. Uh, I have a an Atlas Fallen review that will be dropping today in about an hour and a half, but because of the embargo we got to go hang out with members because i don't typically uh i don't typically um hang on i clicked the wrong thing i don't typically do reviews like this and when i do i have to abide by the embargo uh let's see atlas fallen review waiting room there we go okay Atlas Fallen, Creature Gave Me a Thumbnail. Do-do-do-do-do. I don't know why you guys are trying to bring up political things in my stream today. Some of these timeouts and some of these deleted messages are going to turn into bans. We don't discuss that stuff here. So... I really don't know what in a frick some of y'all are doing. I think some of y'all are absolutely losing your minds. Like, some of you guys hit your head this morning or something. PS5, um... PS5 streaming is live now, but you need an invite code. Well, I mean... Here's the thing about that. Everybody keeps saying, well, but PlayStation, but PlayStation, but PlayStation. Bro, PlayStation's not advertising Spider-Man 2 with, you don't need a console. They sold a PlayStation 5 controller and PlayStation 5 plates and a PlayStation 5 collector's edition and PlayStation 5 bundles with Spider-Man. They're using Spider-Man to move hardware, to move consoles, Starfield is not being used as a console mover. Like, that's the issue that I that I tried to highlight today. It's like, I, this is bizarre. We went from Todd Howard saying, I feel pressure to move consoles to a commercial that's like, no console required. 
Yeah, and all the all the Spider-Man stuff sold out really, really quick. So that's the point is I don't disagree that, oh yeah, PlayStation's offering it too. I think PlayStation's offering it in a different way. I do think PlayStation's going to invest in cloud. I think the Q-Lite is their first step into that. I think Q-Lite will end up not being purely remote play. It will eventually have cloud available. I also think Sony is going to position cloud as a feature not a centrality to the identity or the ecosystem. Does that make sense? It To me, the prediction and the movement that I'm talking about is Microsoft's moving to ecosystem, to cloud, to play anywhere. Their, their identity is shifting away from console. PlayStation's not doing that. PlayStation is firmly cemented as a console platform and then added into that is cloud is streaming is vr is whatever you know subscription they have playstation plus but that's not the central identity of their platform don't you see the difference like everybody keeps saying like oh you're so biased why don't you talk about the fact that sony's doing that too sony's promoting the fact that i don't need their console is sony doing that Is Sony using one of their biggest games this year to promote the fact that I do not need a console? If that doesn't show you a shift in priority, a shift in value, like, I don't know what will show you that. Xbox is shifting its value. Xbox is shifting its focus. That's not necessarily bad. But to deny it, I think, is just absolutely naive. I think you're putting your head in the sand if you don't see Xbox changing and evolving. Let's know about the option if it isn't advertised. Everyone knows Xbox has consoles. Sales don't seem to indicate that. Sony is saying you still need the console, says FCAT. How would it be a feature? Wouldn't the devs need to develop that feature in the game? What do you? Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. When you stream the game, that's something that Sony just provides. Like you can go on there right now and stream games. The devs don't have to do anything about that. You're playing the game on some other piece of hardware through the internet. That's all you're doing. They build an infrastructure where they've got you know server stacks where these games are installed and ready to run, and when you go to play the game, it's running it basically on a PS5 somewhere else. Gifted member from Lone Wolf. He says, come on, y'all. We are way too close to 100 to leave that dangling. We need 13 more members. You guys can single-digit walk it all the way there. Lone Wolf's going to do it. <laughs> are you going are you going to walk it all the way to 90? I think he's going to walk it all the way to 90. 88. He's going to do two more for the 10 bomb layup. Come on, somebody get your fingers ready. Lone Wolf's setting you up. They're not saying it right now, but in a few years not uh, so sure. And by that time will Xbox have a foothold in cloud just maybe. Thank you so much another one from Lone Wolf taking us to 89. On Amazon US, there's literally one Series X in stock. Don't you think things like stock and the disastrous Xbox One launch are confounding factors when comparing console sales? Lone Wolf with another one taking us to 90. Joseph F. 
the reason that there is a lack of stock of the Series X, Microsoft made that decision. They made less. They they gave more resources and raw materials to the cloud. This is a fact. This has been reported. There's emails from Phil Spencer. They are willing to constrain volume of console for cloud. The lack of boxes to buy is a choice. Parasito with the 10 bomb. There it is. Lone Wolf lays it up and Paris slams it home. Mitch! Mitch gets beat by just a second and Catwalk with the go-ahead with the one taking us to, whoops, I'm messing things up, to 111 out of 125. Javier Cotto comes in and he misses as well. They were all going for the 10-bomb slam home and they stepped on each other's toes. A triple, triple 10 bombs. You love to see it. Thank you guys so, so much. Blasting past 100 members and easily putting you guys on that doorstep of 4,000. I think that hits us at 3,600. It's a 10-bomb train. Guys, get on. Everybody start dropping 10-bombs. That's the rules. I don't make them. JC says that he's demanding a 10-bomb train. Joseph says, I agree this is dumb, but even so, Microsoft producing less stock is a confounding factor when comparing console sales. I, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, the, the market is responding to the changes. They're responding to the lack of first party. They're responding to Spider-Man. They're responding to PS5s being more available. They're responding to PlayStation having more first party, more next-gen titles this generation. They're responding to a, a whole host of things. Rock and Robin with the go-ahead and pushes us to 126 over the 120 with the next goal being 150 you guys have like six minutes to keep pushing it and then we got to get the heck out of here we got to go to members i don't want this stream getting longer than three hours like i i understand i understand what you're saying but i kind of don't understand what you're saying it's like well it's confounding you can't really it's competitive when you're comparing it's like well there's eight thousand factors to go into like why playstation's whooping on xbox this generation with console saturation there's a bunch of factors but and one of the factors is microsoft clearly just didn't prioritize distribution they didn't prioritize next gen power they didn't prioritize having first party games out when the game when the console came out but because there's no surplus in stock we can't properly know the market's response to microsoft's strategy huh yo welcome back fcat Lack of first party. PlayStation only has one this year. (laughs) Oh, yes. Let's just select one year. We're talking about this generation. Let me ask you something, Shooter. Do you ever think that the fact that for 2020, 2021, and 2022, the demand of these consoles and it being incredibly hard to get them, what do you think that does to the consumer? What do they say? Man. Wait to get that PS5, bro. 
Chain Clank, Returnal, Demon Souls Remake, Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok. But, but, hey, buddy, but did you know they only have one first-party game coming this year? Really? I mean, I can only get Final Fantasy 16 over there. Yeah, but that's not first-party. I, I, don't, I don't care about that. There's also a whole backlog of games I can't play yet because I, I haven't been able to get a PS5. You think demand for the console is only driven by what? The fact that only one game comes out this year? And what game is that, pray tell? Oh, the most popular superhero in the world. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they'll be just fine. You want to track points on Twitter about like, well, Sony's having a weaker year, lighter year. They're only having that one first party title. Okay, well, 3 million Final Fantasy 16 sales says hello. And then the backlog of games you can't play right now until you get a PS5 says hello. Like, the, the drive and demand for the PS5 is not just isolated to this year. Look at you. What do you want a PS5 for? You said first party, not me. Yes, would you like to keep score? Why do you think demand for the Series X and S is down in 2023 versus PlayStation 5? When I say one has more first party, would you like to keep score? Do you want to add it up? Do you have a chalkboard nearby? Can you do it? Can you make little hash marks? The, the point I was making is crystal clear. D- the demand for Series X and S versus PlayStation 5 this generation, one side has way more first-party offerings than the other. Yeah, but Burning Shores was DLC. Burning Shores was not a, a brand new game. Like, what I said is so easily, readily available to you. It's like, if you want to keep track of score of why people are more dead set on buying a PlayStation 5 over a Series X, and I say, well, one has more first party, but, 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 but you only getting one first party game this year. That's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about the overarching demand of the consoles. So you mean Exclusive? What are you talking about? What do you mean, do I mean exclusive? All the Mountain was PSVR 2, so selling to a much smaller market. If, homie, if you are a consumer and you go to the store right now, the lean toward PlayStation 5 is so strong. Why? way more games there's way more first party games when you look at a PS5 it's like oh Returnal Ratchet and Clank Demon's Souls Remake Burning Shores DLC for Horizon Forbidden West Final Fantasy 16 oh and God of War Ragnarok and Forbidden West and Ghost of Tsushima all these games will look better director's cuts of you know Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima oh and Spider-Man's on the horizon and then you look at the Xbox and you've got Forza Halo this giant this giant dead spot where nothing came out first party Hi-Fi Rush that's not moving consoles it didn't even move big numbers. That's totally fine. It was a great title. It was a success. But it's not moving consoles. Redfall ain't moving consoles. And you have Starfield. 
And Starfield's being marketed as no console required. Oh, I left out Gran Turismo. Like, that's not console tribalism. That's just a very basic observation that consumers are responding. And I said, one of the factors is there's been more first-party games for PlayStation versus Xbox. Like, that's not tribalism or or absurd to say. You could literally be like a guy who never plays video games, like a news reporter behind a financial desk, like analyzing this, like, what's going on over there? Well, it seems, you know, PlayStation 5 is two to one. What's what's a contributing factor? Well, if we, if we measure the number of first-party titles that have come out, I mean, handedly going to one side... You don't even need to be in the Twitter world, YouTube world, console fight world to see one side clearly has way more. The denial about just like basic factual statements is why these conversations always get so sidelined and stuck in ruts because people just can't admit basic facts. More first party presence. Yeah, but yeah, you're only getting Spider-Man this year, bro. Okay, first and foremost, Spider-Man 2 is worth like three games because of the size and popularity and the number of copies that'll sell. Secondly, we're, we're, we're talking about why demand is slanted towards one versus another. We can't know the demand of the Series X is in two lower than the PS5 because Microsoft's supply constraint. Joseph, I'll be honest with you. It just feels re- like a really desperate way to act like, well, we don't know. Series X demand could be really high. If they would have just made more, they didn't make very many, and they didn't have a killer game to move them. I just feel like you, this is th- th- that's cope, bro. That's plenty of cope. The market flocked to one over the other. But they didn't make enough, so we don't know. Demand might have been higher. Okay, well, call Doctor Strange and see if he can figure out another reality where they made more to see if there would have been a higher demand. I gotta go to members. If you guys want to come back and watch the Atlas Fallen review, it'll go live in an hour and 20 minutes, but I gotta go to members. I gotta get the frick out of here because I don't want this to hit three hours. Hello? Can I hit the live button? I'm just going to redirect you guys. <laughs>